What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Soap Party 411. Hope everyone's having a great weekend. With me, I have my sidekick, Tia. Hello, Tia. What's up? How's it going on Sunday? I think Red Sox won again, for those who are interested. Um, other than that, a lazy been- Sunday. Oh. We actually do. A, a lot. There's a lot of crossover soap. I see a lot of my soap mutuals, you know, obviously depending on where you live, the teams. Um, we have some Cub fans and football fans, so Dodger fans, whatever. So, yeah, I actually do see, and a lot of wrestling fans, too. Um, so I actually do see a lot of crossover between our soaps and our sports Um and it takes passion and dedication for both, so I always feel like there's a tie-in there. But anyway, um, as usual, we will be discussing the four shows. I believe, unless something changes, I think the order will be days bold. No, excuse me, duh, GH bold days YNR. Unless we, unless something happens last minute, we need to switch it up. But we are getting GH done first, and wink, wink, out of the way. Um, let me throw out the numbers for anybody who wants to call in and join us. Um, 605-562-0444-717-734-6904 is the U.S. numbers. Canada is 867-292-3066. Show ID is 128803. Make sure you're using the number in the country you reside in. You'll get a big bill. And, and we don't pay we don't pay phone bills except our own, of course, or we wouldn't be here. Um, the only thing I have for news is congrats to Melissa Claire Egan and her husband. They wake up they welcomed a baby boy, Jake Joseph, to their family. I believe this is her second child. They hit her their second yep. child. Um Marley Bell celebrates forty years on Y and R, which wow, I cannot believe it's been that long. We've we've watched her grow up. And the other thing, most of you, I'm sure, what's that? I wasn't even born 40 years ago, so, yeah, she's been on for a while. Yeah, uh, yeah, it kind of was. Um, <laughs> so I actually remember her, I think, or very, if, if maybe not the first time, but very, very early on, I remember her on screen. Um, and the other thing is, as we all know, or most of you know, the, the, the actors did go on strike, but it does not affect the soap actors because they have the contracts with their respective networks, so they will still report to work. Um, I think, did we get confirmation that Philip is coming? We will see Philip. We got confirmation on that, right? Yeah, we did. We did in the most recent, not the recent one, the recent one before right. David and John. Is John, I think John something. John Paul Lavatier. Yep. 
Oh, not John. Okay. Uh, anyway. John yeah. Paul Lavoisier, yeah, who was Rex on One Life. Some of you may remember him as Rex on One Life to Live. Um, well, so that'll I, be good. Philip is needed, so uh, this is a good thing, I think. And can before and, we go in the soap, um, before we go to the soap, can you tell everybody the rules of how we do it for anyone who's new calling in or anything? How we yeah, do stuff? I mean. Uh, Unlike space, I mean, for those who know spaces, it's a little more freeform. But here we go. We'll, we'll we recap the segments, and then we we obviously call on everybody, so everybody gets a chance to speak one at a, one at a time. So that way, we're on. We, well, well, we do end up talking over each other sometimes, but we try not to, um, so everybody can get their say out and um, give everybody an opinion on what they seen, like, don't like. Um, and of course, we have the chat room, which we love enjoying there. So you can do that as well. If you're not comfortable being on the phone, there's always the chat room to engage with us as well on what you're hearing and responding. And we have our regulars that do that every week, which we appreciate. And of course, the people that also call in. I think it, uh, both of we we like and enjoy both uh, aspects to make this train go. All right. So, um, mm-hmm. so um, before you do that, I see a nine one seven. Hold on, let me. Nine one seven. Who's calling to soap party? Hi, hi everybody. It's Victoria. Hey. Hi. Oh, I finally get to join. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna pick up. Oh, and I should say, a- and I should say, for those who do want to call, press star two, so a little hand goes up, and we know that you're just you want to talk and not just listen. Um, Okay, Kim, uh, Kim, Kim, Kim follows directions so well. Well, that's the teacher. That's the teacher. That's the teacher. So, are we doing GH first? Yeah, we're gonna do. He is gonna recap GH first, and we'll go there. Oh God, there's nothing to recap on. GH is atrocious. Yes, that's why. That's why I'll be silent, and it'll go. It'll it'll go quick. Well, I'm going to sort of GH, and I'm so happy Kim is on, because I'm going to do re- recaps the way I do GH, where I'm going to just put it up to clips. And I am going to start with, we have gotten a reunion of Simmons. Um, This is um your hearing, Kim. Welcome on the soap party. How do you feel about your reunion? I am so thrilled. Hi, everyone. I am so happy to be on, talking about my Fizz reunion, Skin and Liz. Um, I'm a happy camper. I'll tell you that. I just, it's, you know, long overdue. It's been long overdue. I was kind of worried for a minute. Didn't think that they would get back to where they are now. But <laughs> they did me proud. It was so sweet. You all just, I just don't understand why you don't see what I see. But I really have a feeling you will eventually. Because I really think they're meant to be together. And he is what she needs, especially during this time. He's always been there for her. He will always continue to be there for her. And he is like her safe space. And that's what Liz needs now. So just those moments, setting up the date, oh, I just love them, y'all. And I'm so happy. I'm thrilled. And I was actually a happy GH watcher this week. I figured you would be one of the, in a small percentage of, of, of oh. happy. 
I didn't, didn't have wow. any words. I, I was hoping that this was a fake out, and they said maybe we shouldn't get together. But, oh of course, they, well, I was not happy with this. Uh, yeah. Anyone else cared for this? Uh, you know, but I know probably, I know even though Carrie didn't watch, it must be nice for you to know your favorite character is back with them. This must be a real great moment for you to answer that, right? Uh, yeah, I just activated my mute button. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. My mother used to tell I'll me if you don't have nothing you, to say, don't say anything at all. I'll be honest with you, I could care less about I could care less about Liz and Finn. First of all, Elizabeth is one of my least favorite characters on the show, but I could tolerate Elizabeth after all these years. But then you put her with my other least favorite Finn. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's a bad pairing. I don't understand. That is so sad. Finn is like the perfect guy. Like he's like he's like Finn on boat. I mean, he's the perfect guy. Come on, y'all. Liz needs him. For someone else. Okay. Let's let's go to um Selena, Cody, Sasha, Gladys, Nina. Clearly, um, Gladys is still trying to pretty much push Sasha through it because she still needs money from um, Selena. Selena has Cody beat up for his mind games that he's playing. Nina, luckily, who should be really the mother of Sasha, if we be quite honest, she's by Sasha's side and because it was a little surveillance camera that came out of Sasha herself uh, taking whatever she took. I forgot what this was. I literally was not paying attention to the storyline. But clearly, this something is not right with the surveillance camera, but I like that Nina's like, I actually believe Sasha and Gladys is just pretty much trying to frame her, saying, I don't think she's ready to be out here in the world. She even got, poor girl, even got arrested because of the, the games and stuff she's playing. So um, I would say this is a storyline I'm not necessarily paying attention to in terms of knowing what in the world is happening. It's like I'm watching the storyline, but I don't know a thing that's happening. But I like Cody now. But I still don't know what the heck is happening. I don't care for Selena Wu as everybody else do. I'm just watching her like, okay, that that's nice. So anyone else have a comment on this storyline in general at this point? All I have to say is when Sonny or Nina get word of what Gladys really do, that'll be the end of Gladys. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I just feel like y'all wasting y'all wasted money and airtime. But why is Gladys still on the show? I'm just sorry. There's no need. Like, you need to cut budget. There you go. One less person. I still haven't gotten you. Cody is just there at this point. It don't matter to me. But what's the point of Cody? A fresh body for Sasha. I do think it's a purpose for him only because they had they had hooked him up with Matt Scorpio. With Matt, so we know right. he's Matt. We know right. he's Matt. So it's more, I think that's really what his purpose is. When the truth come out, where do they go for him? Because Matt has never had his own biological kid, and now he has it. And it's like, so I think, I, I feel like that's a little bit more his purpose than the Sasha thing. But the Sasha storyline, to me, made him more tolerable. Than he was when he was with the Brit storyline. I think the, when they brought him in for Brit, that literally was destroying his character. So the best thing that could have happened to him was when Kelly left the show. That was the best thing that happened to his character because that got him away for the Brit storyline. So, yeah, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see where 
I guess where this goes, kind of, because I like I, I will say this. I, I will say in that I will say this whole storyline could get thrown out the window, and no one would really care. Like if you want to say, oh, I missed that storyline that happened with Gladys, so I kind of agree with that. And although I don't have a problem with a lot of the characters on here, it's a storyline that you could take or leave at this point. I think. Kim, your thoughts on this? Yeah, I agree. I I just I'm sick of Gladys. She definitely needs to go. I just don't get why they continue to torture Sasha like this. I just it's horrible, and I'm I'm really I'm, I really think that, or I really wish that Nina was really Sasha's mom too, because I just love their dynamic, their friendship, and everything. And I'm really glad that she's not buying anything that Gladys is trying to sell right now. And I just cannot wait for Gladys to be exposed for the clip that she is. It's insane. It's ridiculous. And I can't wait to her for her to her or um, Sunny find out. And Cody too, because Cody, you know, likes her, they're friends or whatever. So, you know, I do like Cody. So I just can't wait for them to just find out, you know, what happened. And yeah, she needs to go. Gladys, bye. She needs to go ASAP. Okay. It seemed like a, we got some shots fired at the Metro Court, and um, we don't know who the shooter is. I really hope that the GH writers know who it is, since sometimes I guess they don't know what the heck they writing. But we don't know who it is, but Sonny and uh, Anna fear that they might have been the target of this, and Curtis got middle course in the, um, the court fired with the shot here. So I'm just actually going to try. Just to let you know, Tia, I brought uh, Jay on. Okay. I'm going to actually tie both of these storylines up because I'm going to be honest, I don't think it's anything. I'm looking at it. I don't really think it's anything else major that happened this week. Uh, yeah, I'm going to just tie these last stories up together, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, so pretty much uh, Sonny and uh, Anna believe that one of them were the targets, and pretty much I like their conversations talking about if they could go back in time and change how their lives were, would they do it? They both pretty much said they're not sure it would kind of change. What did they do? Anna said she's not sure. So I'm like, I would say, hey, don't change how y'all word is, what it is. Because I guess Anna's more like anyone who's associated with us will kind of always be a target for nonsense like that. So they're not trying to scare anyone by telling them what's going on. Poor Curtis is lying in the hospital and, you know, it don't, it don't look good. But I, don't, I assume he's going to make it out alive. I'll be real shocked if he dies pretty much. Then we got Stella and Marshall, who had a pretty interesting conversation because Stella still wanted to know if he was misdiagnosed. He said it's a huge chance that he was, and he's he already suspicious about what what he really should have had. I said, I don't know where the writers is going. So if he was misdiagnosed, they believe he should have been something. So what else, who's the other thing he could have had? Like DID? Like what, what's the other, the phone rung. So I'm assuming that's something we're supposed to remember, that he's supposed to be diagnosed with something that could possibly run in the family that possibly probably Trina could have in the future. That's what I'm gathering from that storyline. Um, we see in Curtis' head that he goes, he kind of wakes up in sort of an afterlife type of place and he sees his mother. Really good emotional scene to sort of get what's a little bit in his head. And he was saying, you know, how Tommy is here. They could finally all be together as a family again. And he's like, no, I can't do this because Trina and everybody is waiting for me. Trina finally calls Curtis' dad, of course. Yeah, okay. Well, 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 he's in the hospital bed, you know, she calls him dad and she breaks down, runs out the room. She can't handle the pain. She just found out that's her father. Now he might get taken away from her. But before that, I should rewind a little bit. Josh and Trina are talking um, because, again, Trina's pissed off about what Spencer did to poor Dex. And, you know, Josh Shockley said she don't always want to take Spencer's side, but 
she held a little bit of responsibility for this because of how she got with that. She should have broke up with Kim before she started this. And it shocked to no one. Trina had no reaction, probably because she already knew this foolishness. And, she, you know, it's, it's just this whole conversation was just stupid. So she still think that, hey, just give Spencer a break. It is what it is. He's just threatened by poor Dex. Um, and then we get Esme versus Josh as well because Esme see that she's getting a little too close to Spencer with the whole rubbing of the shoulder stuff. She calls her out. They just think she's a piece of trash. It pretty much says she see the old Esme in there. And she probably sort of believes she's faking the amnesia. I don't think she believes that as well, but Esme continues to say that she's not that person anymore. Please give her a chance and all that. But, yeah, Joss ain't buying it at all. She still sees her as a person who ruined her life the way it did and sees her playing her moves on Spencer. But Spencer luckily comforts the treater during this tough time. So we could tie both these storylines together. I'll go with uh, you, Kim, first. Let's go. You could do the Josh, Trina, Josh versus uh. Esme, do you believe she's faking her amnesia? Then we got the Curtis storyline as well. And also, do you think the Marshall original diagnosis is going to be something major if he was misdiagnosed? Um, I honestly think, first of all, yes, I really think Esme is faking the amnesia. I really do at this point. Um, it's just something about the way she looks at Spencer and Trina when they're together. You know, they keep showing her just looking at giving them the side eye, you know, they're hugging and everything. So that's definitely suspicious to me. Um, even if it's not 100% back, I feel like she at least has half or something, like 50% or something. Something is going on there. At least she's starting to get her memories back or something. Um, and Jocelyn confronting Esme. Uh, I mean, honestly, I give her credit. Okay, now, with that part, I'm glad that when push comes to shove, she does stand up for Trina. So I like that. I appreciate that. Um, because I would have done the same thing. Like, whoa, what are you doing? You have your hand all on what's going on here, you know? what? So Josh is not buying it, and I'm glad. So that part, I really appreciated her for doing that. And as far as Curtis, Oh, and I also love, of course, I love it anytime Spring on my screen and, you know, he's comforting her and everything like that. That's great. I love it. Um, everything they're in, I love. So that was good. Can we see more of them? Um, with Curtis, oh, I, I don't know. It's kind of, you know, I will, I, will, I will say this. I was thrown off guard when um, Trina was immediately, is my dad going to be okay? I was like, wait, huh? yeah, wait, what? Hell no. You know, I was almost like, wait, is Tag in the house? I was like, wait, oh, it's football, Curtis. I was like, I was like, whoa, okay, that's really quick. That's awkward. Like, she was just saying, you know, hey, you know, we have boundaries. You know, I do love you. You know, you're in my life or whatever. And I know that you're my biological father now, but, you know, <laughs> Tag is always with my dad, you know. So, but now she, now it's a health crisis, and I get it. You know, I understand, but. It was just kind of, I had to, like, rethink, like, hey, it's not talking about Taggart. She's not talking about Taggart. I had to keep saying that. So that was a little bit off. Um, but they all did a good job. Of course, you do great job, great scenes with the morning and everything like that and just wondering and TJ, all of them just concerned. Um, so with, you know, with Curtis, I appreciated those scenes with his mom, you know, when he, I guess, a half-life or whatever, the crossover point, you know, she's like, come with me, your brother, and this and that, and the other, and he kept hearing voices, no, come back for your daughter and everything. I thought those things were really good. I liked that. Those were, those were really nice. 
um, in that he's going to survive, which is good. You know, I don't hate Curtis at all, so glad that he did survive, of course. Um, I don't know. I still think there's going to be some kind of complication. I don't know what it's going to be, but I, this is going to sound horrible, but I really hope that it comes to a point where they find out that Taggart is still really her biological dad. I know it's probably not even in the cards, but I'm just glad he's okay. I mean, we'll see. That's all I'll say about that. But I mean, so far, I mean, those all the scenes, those scenes were pretty decent. They were just, you know, fair game. So we'll see what happens with all of that. Oh, and do you believe Anna or Sunny was the target, or you don't believe any of them were? Oh, I forgot to think about that. You know what? I really think Sonny was the target. I do. I, I just, I really do with the whole Pikeman thing and everything. And, and then, of course, Anna um, telling him, you know, giving him Valentine's message and stuff like that. I really think it has something to do with that, revolving that. So, and now, of course, Anna, you know, it could, it could be her too. But I, I honestly think it's, number one, I would say it's Sonny, first and foremost. I, that's who I think it is, to be honest, so. Mm-hmm. I think Sunny was a target. Um, uh, Victoria, what's your thoughts on all of these stories? I honestly, I actually have a different opinion. I think Anna's the target because she's been, because somebody's after Anna too, so I feel like the two is it's Anna and not um, Sunny, especially since Dante had said that, um, you know, the weapon is definitely an intelligence weapon. So you figure that's probably like, you know, with Secret Service type of people. So I definitely feel Anna's the is the one thereafter. Right. And as far as the other storylines go, I'll be honest with you, I have bypassed them all. I have zero interest in I I, I cannot watch Esme anymore on the screen. So you believe she's faking her amnesia? Yeah. Okay. Um, Carrie, I'm not sure I have to be honest, I don't see any telltale sign. I mean, yeah, she's conniving and shrewd like she always is, so I can't really say, because I guess I'm, like everything else, I'm looking for that moment, a more obvious moment of her, like with a look or something. And in terms of Joss and Trina, yeah, it was nice to Joss that, oh, she understands why Spencer can't stand Dex, but it's like we waited all this time and Trina doesn't. I mean, not that it's a surprise, but it's like, yep, Trina had no reaction. I mean, come on. I, I'm so, uh, you know, the Trina and, and Kim were besties too, so, uh, were and are, but you know. Doesn't it digress. show you like, doesn't it show like, it's so like GH, I'm going to say probably, I'm going to rank this as number one with disappointment when it comes to we expecting a reaction and then we getting nothing. This go, this literally yeah. dating back to like, when Jason found out about AJ, we knew he wouldn't have a reaction, but we didn't assume that it would just be a, a throwaway line like, hey, when I killed AJ, and then and Jason just shaking his head. Like, that's the problem. Like, you can't have certain things be just throwaway lines. You need reactions. It's like, I mean, my goodness. It's like every single reveal has just been I mean, pretty bad. Face it, it's not realistic that Trina would not. Now, look, again, I'm not like some people that hates the friendship, yada, yada, yada. But it's unrealistic to me that she'd have no reaction at all. 
No. I, I concur. Um, okay, uh, and I will go with probably my, I would say, Dr. Trina, I, I didn't even feel no way because it was just as I expected. I would wait for out she have no reaction, so thank you, Ray, for proving that. Sonny and Anna, I really enjoy they team. It's just it's just a thing that I always seem to enjoy. I do kind of feel Anna's a little bit of target as well. I will be a little shocked if Sonny is. I just don't see at this point why he would be the target. So I, I know his history and stuff, but it feels like more recent what's been going on with Anna. She may be more the target. If it's another party, that would be a little bit more shocking. So, yeah, I, yeah, I don't expect that when it comes to Esme, it feels like she doesn't have it because I don't really know how she would still have a major. Like, she didn't go through that much of a traumatic, like like what, what happened with Jason when he lost his memory. It made sense why he didn't have it. Her, like, what what happened? She's, I don't quite understand how it was this traumatic of an experience where she would still have a major. I feel it should have. Right. I don't think, do I think, do I think she was always faking it? No, but I feel for it to have gone on this long. Like, what? How? How does she still have it exactly? But I, I don't quite understand that. The writer's gonna have to explain to me how does this character still have amnesia? And like what you said, it's that moment in the hospital when they hugging and she's looking at each other. Probably she's just looking like that because she's jealous and she's full of suspense. And probably it's just something as simple as that. Right. But I, I, I don't know. It clearly it seems like the writers really are lost what to do with Esme because it's really showing on, on screen right now. So. Yeah, I'm kind of not caring about the storyline as well. So, anyone else got something else to say about GH before I... Um, uh, hello? Well, sorry, Jay, I didn't think you cared about GH this week, so go ahead. Oh, uh, <laughs> why wouldn't I care about GH? Oh, because Carly wasn't on? The Shade. That's right. Um, hey. <laughs> well, your favorite couple uh, got back together. Next. Um, listen... I am offended by this Trina Curtis bullshit. That is not her damn daddy. Marcus Taggart is her father. And I find it very cheap that GH had to pull some type of uh some type of um shenanigans. Ill shenanigans to get Trina to realize, oh my daddy. No, that you have to build GH. You have to, you have to build to that. You mm, I'm not gonna scream tonight. But you have to organically have that happen. You cannot just throw that in our faces because Kurt is on his deathbed. Daddy, daddy. What she should have said was, I hope that we get an opportunity to be father and daughter. They're not there yet. So why would you just throw that in our faces? I felt nothing, no emotion, kick rocks when it comes to that. Yes, the scenes with him and his mother were beautiful, but I'm not moved. I'm sorry, call me heartless, but whatever. Well, no, Jay Liaison says preach. So I think you. I, I, think I just. Are... I, I'm not. I, I, that that was just so cheap to me. Um, I felt like they were trying to force me to feel sorry for for Curtis and have a mother father daughter uh, relationship with Trina. Preposterous. I'm sorry. I, you didn't. You didn't win me over with that. Um, Josh and Trina, I don't care. I didn't, I didn't expect Trina to have a reaction the day after it happened, six, seven months ago. Like I never, I never thought that Trina and and Josh would go to war over uh, her cheating on Cameron. Sure, she said, "Girl, you was wrong for that. How? Why would you do that, girl?" But I wouldn't expect some big reaction, so I'm not bothered by it. Um, let's see. Oh, what else did you say? Um, that's it. Um. Uh, it's Anna. I think it's Anna. Um, I think somebody's after her. I think Sunny is too obvious. 
Um, and it's been done so many times. It'll be more more, more interesting if it's uh, Anna. And I know y'all already talked about it, but let me just say this real quick. GH, enough with Sasha's torment. I, I, I Like, this woman has been through enough. And I know she's going on maternity leave soon. But if she comes back, I don't need her to have a, 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 a heart condition or get run over by a car or raped or, you know, mugged. Like, I just, I can't. They have tortured this character who lost a husband, lost a baby. Now she's back on drugs. Like, I, I just, I can't. And that bitch Gladys, oh, just, just time for her to go. She had her, she's expired her welcome. It's time for her to go find something else to do because enough is enough with this. You are torturing Sasha. You're torturing me as a viewer watching this girl spiral once again because of Freaking Gladys. I mean, come on now. It's enough. Yeah, I'm done. No, you're right, though. I, th- I think that writers sometimes underestimate that we don't want to see the same people get beat. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, she's not that far removed from losing her husband and her kid and the grief and the hope. It's, I mean, it's depressing. And, Jay, I completely agree with you with the Trima uh, thing. When she called him dad, I said, Okay, like I, I don't quite understand. Were we were we supposed to be moved by that? I, I was confused. <laughs> Apparently, you all weren't. No, no, I, I wasn't moved because it really made no sense. I, it's just like so. Did we only do this story line because she could call him that? Was that the reason for this terrible story? I'm like, okay, I just yeah, I, I'm just lost it's here. Che- it's a cheap, cheap way instead of actually building on her and Trina's bonding over the time. At least gave us three months of them working together, getting to yeah. know each other, some scenes of them talking to each other. And then they pulled this shenanigans. I can say her car, calling him daddy would be like, okay. But no. Like I said, Marcus Taggart is her father. He has been there for 21 years. You cannot give me three weeks of a, a storyline and that's her father and I'm supposed to be like boohoo crying over. No, that was that was sad, G.H. Yes, y'all need to get some help. I mean, literally, listen, 
Hope tried to get Liam to forgive her again. He said, nope, he wants a divorce. She cried for a few minutes with RJ. Then she pulled herself together, and she marched right over to Thomas's house. And she said, you know, she's sick and tired of being having a man divided, yada, yada, yada. And let's just cut the shit and get to the luck. They, they screwed about 10, 11, 12, 14, 15 times before being interrupted by Mama, who all of a sudden decided that she's going to give Thomas the benefit of the doubt, and she was going to go by his house. She was headed that way anyway, so she stopped by the house, and she knocked on the door, and it, and it you know, pushed open. So she walked in, and she looked a little concerned at first, but then she really looked freaked out when she saw Hope's ID badge, and instead of closing the door and leaving, nope, she ran her ass right up the stairs and barged in on the two lovebirds screwing. That was it for Bold. Well, oh, you know why it repeated himself a million times about the same thing over and over oh, wait again. Wait a minute. You're not, giving, you're not giving the respect to non-told? She got, she got to see the love of her life this past week. That's so sad. You know, oh, yeah. That's right. Oh yeah, Deacon, oh, yeah. Deacon went to see Sheila in prison, and they talked about how successful the Olive Garden is right about now. So that that was <laughs> Well, we had a B story for, like, two days. That was That was cute. Oh, and I will say... The other thing that I have to mention is Steffi has yet to tell her husband that Liam kissed her twice. And um, they've had multiple conversations, and she's had ample opportunity to share with him those gory details. Um, I think we said it last week, and I'm going to say it again. Two things can be true. This has nothing to do with Hope and what she's doing. Um, I think there's two reasons she's doing it. One she is protecting Liam, but the second reason I believe is she thinks, because Finn has said it multiple times, that a kiss outside of the marriage is not a, a small thing to him. So I do think a, a large portion is protecting Liam, but I can't discount that she fears losing him. Now, of course, that doesn't mean she shouldn't tell him. So, um, to you, your stance on that still the same about Stephanie and Finn? No, my stance, my stance changed the second she kept flashing back every single episode. I said, okay, maybe it's time to tell your husband, Stephanie. It's, uh, I went from she shouldn't tell him because I said, what's the point of breaking up every day? Everyone is co-parented together and all of that. But, yeah, I'm seeing Steffi tell because for some reason, Steffi is always viewed as the bad one, even though this is, this. I don't know how the heck she got into this storyline, to be quite honest, but she's involved in the storyline that's supposed to be about hope. And we will get into that later because I have strong opinions about her name being dropped every five effing minutes. But okay, um, yeah, this she know she's been down this road before. She knows nothing ever turns out well when you keep a secret. Um, Victoria, what do you think about Steffi? Should she keep the secret or should she tell Finn? No, she should absolutely. Tell Finn, and what kind of pissed me off, and you know I'm seeing Steffi, was I hated the comment she made when she was laying on the sofa with Finn. It kind of made her seem very judgmental, where, oh, Hope is turning into her mother. But Steffi, uh, and talking mad shit, like, Steffi, you have no right to judge when you're keeping a secret yourself. I kind of felt she kind of irked my nerves in that comment. But other than that, she should absolutely tell. She should. She didn't learn from the bill from the bill saga with Liam. She should absolutely tell. That's going to come back to bite her in the ass. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> Jay. <clears throat> I agree with Victoria, and that's what I was trying to say last night. But I think my words um, were wrong. 
Like, glass houses, Stephanie. Sit your ass down. Well, you're already sitting down, but keep your mouth shut, darling. Like, I, that's what I cannot stand is the hypocrisy. Even, even if, you know, like, even now, Stephanie, you have a long history with uh, a scandalous behavior yourself. So how about you just sit down, keep the comments to yourself. I know you're in the privacy of your home, but um, you yourself have crossed the line of decency um, over the years, you know. So, and I'm not gonna go down the line and, and, and say it because you know people watch the damn show; they know what Steffi has done. But like, like the whole hopes turn to like, girl. You are the great. I've been saying it for years. You're the great value version of Brooke Logan. So I need you to just just to hush and to keep the comments to yourself. All you've been doing is talking about Hope and Lean for the past two weeks. Girl, go go to work. Go find you something to do. I don't know. Uh, 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 go DoorDash. I'm not sure what she should do, but she should just stop with the just incessant hope bashing and talking about precious innocent Liam and how hurt he is the whole time. You to kiss that man and kiss your ass twice, and you didn't tell your tell your very um, boring husband that what he did because you don't want to hurt. You don't want Liam to be the bad guy in the situation. Have your husband pissed. So, to all people out there who are, oh, Steffi wouldn't do this again and all this stuff like that. It's just she's she's flashing back because she's horrified. I'm sorry. Until she says, I'm horrified. To me, it seemed like she flashed back into that kiss because she liked it. And I'm sorry. It hurts. Oh, well, it's a soap opera. I mean, I know she's judging her. I, I guess I'm, I must be. I gotta pick up a call. I picked up Daphne. I'm gonna pick up another call too. But did, is she bashing her all that much? I mean, I know she's talking about it. I don't know. I guess uh, it's, it's the way to... she's talking about her. It's condescending, and she's and she's like trying to trash hope. And that's what's pissing me off, Steffi. You're keeping a secret on your own too. Stop acting holier than ever. Well, and I guess but, I, I guess it's me because I don't see it as a, I don't feel like she's doing it to be holier than thou in the sense that, and I still maybe I'm wrong, but I still feel. But she's doing it to up. baby Liam too. Mm, no, well, I, no, I to me I don't see it that way. I think this is more still about Thomas for her, because again, Tom it was Thomas was this that the other thing, and now we see that you know it's been a two way street. Um, Hey, Daph, let me, let me introduce you before I pick up the other call. Hi, Daph. Hey, everybody. Sorry I'm late, but I'm here. You're forgiven. Thank you. Hi, Daphne. Hello. Let me just, I'll just pick up We're this all caller real quick, and then I'm going to get your POV. Hi, 313. Welcome to Soap Party. Who's this? Hey, my name's Red. I'm new. Oh, welcome, welcome. We do in both. Well, I've been in the chat before, but I haven't. Oh, okay. Oh, I think I've seen you in the chat. Welcome. Um, I'm going to get Daphne, then I'll go to your, then I'll come to you with your opinion. So, Daphne, um, well, Jay, were you done with your POV before I go to Daphne? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Go ahead, Daphne. We're talking about Steffi um, not telling her husband about Liam going over there kissing her. But, see, I don't understand this loyalty to Liam that Steffi has. My whole point is now that, okay, I can understand you may have some extra loyalty to, to, to Liam if you're not married. And you haven't previously 
slept with Liam and basically cheated on your, on your, well, he wasn't your husband then, but through no provocation of sin. So my whole point is, what's all this loyalty? I can 100% see, okay, I'm the sister. We're not twins with Thomas, but I've got some loyalty to Thomas, and I don't like what's going on. Okay, fine, yeah. But to her, to, and then for this, okay, kiss number one, okay, I may let you, no, I'm not letting you sign on kiss number one. Then kiss number two, and then you see her keep flashing back to this. That tells me that you've got some interest in this, that you, you might be thinking about what could have been, um, you know, for this. And then to hear Finn keep saying that a kiss is intimate, that a kiss is wrong, that a kiss is, you know, violating stuff, you know, and you and basically Finn is giving you every which way, but, you know, but, but the wrong way to sit there and tell it and you're still not telling it, and then he says, well, he would have a problem with it, and you're still not telling it. So I got some issues with Steffi about this kiss and what the, you know, it's, it's, okay, I can understand if she didn't tell Finn about anything, that she was like, well, you know, Finn, I couldn't, I, I was trying not to get into this between Hope, Thomas, and Lynn, and Liam, and I didn't tell you about none of it, so I just got a few issues. I'm wondering if this is how they're going to usher Steffi out because you got to remember the actress is pregnant, heavily pregnant. So, you know, no, I got some issues with that. I understand. I'm going to go to Red in a second. I understand Steffi's look. Like I said, like I said on Spaces, whether I like it or not, the connection is what it is. But of course, I don't agree with her. I I understand why she's you know what their connection is. Now that being said, you married you your your loyalty has to lie with your husband. That that's the hands period point blank simple. So that's that. Um, Red, any opinion on Steffi keep uh, not telling Finn about the kisses? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I gave her the benefit of the doubt a couple weeks ago because, you know, it happened so fast, you're in the moment. And, you know, a couple of weeks later, I agree with, I think, the majority of people who've talked so far is that what I, I don't understand her point of view at this point. Like, I need I need more from Steffi on what she's thinking and what feels like blind loyalty to Liam at this point. Like, what is it in the same way that people are baffled by hope and, like, what she's doing, which I happen to like. But, you know, I think from – I like Steffi. I just want to know, like, what what she's thinking right now as far as going to all these lengths to lie for Liam right now. I, I don't get it. I don't see this as – I think the loyalty should be with Thomas. Um and with her marriage, like, right. I, so I'm I'm just, you know, I understand Liam's her, her daughter's father, so there's a certain loyalty there, too, but I'm just, I need more from what she's actually thinking. That's it. I agree, because, you know, I, I'm, you'll, you'll, when you get to know me, you'll know that I say two things can be true. I, I understand it, but it doesn't negate. You need to speak up, girl. Um, right. So, Tia, <clears throat> Tia, you mentioned Sheila and Deacon. You want to take that one? Because I have. Oh, wait. Oh, okay, I didn't go. Oh, didn't sorry, go Kim. Go ahead. Um, I definitely agree, but y'all know I'm a Liam and Steffi fan, but still, this is wrong. I definitely think she should have at least told Finn 
by now, and I'm not a Finn and Steffi fan, but I feel bad for him because he is like this, for now at least, whatever, this good guy or whatever, and she probably has someone who's just into her her only, you know, not double-sided or whatever, or, or flip-floppy or whatever with the women in his life, and here she is, you know, they're, they're cuddling and and having pillow talk and all this stuff and it talks about her brother's situation when she's withholding information too and it's kind of like she's she definitely doesn't want to lose her marriage either and definitely obviously she loves Finn Gilly doesn't want to leave him or whatever and she even told Liam as such but the fact of the matter is she definitely keeps referring back to this kiss and it happening instead of referring back to when she was telling Liam off of not doing it again. She's more so just thinking about the kisses, kind of like how Hope was imagining Thomas. Like, so I'm not saying that she's wanting Liam like that again that way, but obviously the feelings are still there, but she still keeps referring back to it and thinking about it, kind of like how Hope was doing with Thomas. So, I mean, we'll see how this plays out, but she definitely should have told him right now. It's just, it, to the point, it's ridiculous, so. That's the thing. She's been down this road before. She knows secrets never never turn out well. Right, um, right. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna address Steffi again later on, as because it, it ties into the Hope and Thomas thing for me. But Tia, Nine Toes and, and the Olive Garden Man. What do you got for them? Um, I just wanted them not to be forgetting in the recap, but I didn't. I don't have much to say about them. But it's nice that Deacon still has love for the for the Nine Toes lady. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Daphne, anything for Sheila and Deacon's uh No, they just nasty and creepy at this particular moment. I'm sorry. Even though we knew nothing was coming of it just a week ago, a couple of days ago, Deacon is over there going please by the trees to, to Brooke. So if Brooke had took you back, would you have been over there with nine toes? You know, and there she's over there trying to look good. I'm like, honey, you in jail. You know, you ain't going to look no better than this. I mean, you can pat your hair in all you want to. You can smile. You can grin, you know, and everything. But, nah, next. I was like, let me get back to the um to the Sex Olympics. Okay. I'm, so, I'm going to de- wait. Hold on. I'm going to defend Deacon real quick. I kind of felt the whole Brooke thing recently with literally because of Taylor. It's not like he woke up one day and said, I'm going to go after Brooke again. I really think Taylor was in his head. And he said, you know what? She would like to see both appearance together. I, I think he will always love Brooke, but I don't think he was that crazy in love with her again, which is why he pretty much gave up on his pursuit pretty easily. He pretty much said, okay, I felt well. the same way. I didn't feel like yeah. any passion. Or, I, I didn't feel like it was something that he was necessarily, nine, you know, nine toes in. He showed, yeah, you know, yes, he, he you did it. I think if it happened, he'd have been fine. Okay, whatever, but. Yeah, it's like she'd be happy. It was like he was content with it. Like, I think if he really wanted Brooke that much, he'd still be fighting for her. But I think he's, like, a smart one. Like, this is so stupid. She going to always be with Ridge. Let me move on with my life. And that's one thing I would say. What I love about a Deacon Sharp, like I've said that from, Yeah, like, what I love about Deacon Sharp is that he is a character capable of moving on, as we've seen on The Young and the Rest of the Boat and the Beautiful. So I truly believe he can 100% love someone else while having love for the person he was with. Like, I think he will always have love for Brooke, but I think he's capable of moving on as it's shown with, like, a Quinn. Quinn was the one who did him wrong in the end, but he was with her for years, so he's it. capable of moving on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But crying out loud, if you just turn around today, you think Sheila was the love of his life. Yeah. I, I'll ahead, just, Jay, I'll, I'll say ahead. this. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to leave up now? Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Um, hmm. Unpopular opinion. 
I enjoy Nantos and Deacon. Um, I think that him and Kimberlyn have chemistry. Um, and I didn't fast forward those scenes. I didn't didn't mute it. I didn't I I, I sat through them and I thought they were cute for what they were. I mean, they didn't bother me compared to some other stuff I've seen this week. So that must be, you know, okay, I guess. I mean, I'm not shipping them, but I mean, I, I don't I don't hate Nantos and Deacon. I think they're both talented actors, and I think that they, you know, they work if she didn't, you know, pop step in an in, in alley and almost kill her son. <laughs> I think that they rent her in the corner with... Uh, <laughs> Well, never mind. They're going to, they're about to run her ass right out that corner. So, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe, uh, maybe they'll go forward with Quentin, not Quentin Deacon, uh, Sheila and Deacon if, I mean, when she gets out of prison this week. So, prepare yourselves, y'all. Oh, mm-hmm. I will say this. I'm kind of, I'm kind of like with Jay. I've always shipped Sheila and Deacon. I've never not had a problem with them together. Honestly, and to tell you the truth, I'm sitting there looking at the thing, and I'm like, Deacon, fuck that. Go full throttle with Sheila. Who cares? Be two badasses together. I actually don't, because he's never going to get Brooke. Let's be realistically honest. He's never going to get Brooke. There's no other lady on the canvas. The only other lady on Bold I liked him with was when they paired him with Quinn at first. I thought that was a good, messy, craziness dynamics between the two of them. But other than that, why not with Sheila? Fuck that. Let them be the, the way they are. I actually don't. And they have great chemistry. I don't mind them two together at all. Brad, do you have an opinion on Sheila and Deacon? The only thing I'll say is I didn't know Deacon owned a restaurant now. What is he serving? Have we ever seen in the restaurant? <laughs> like, sauce, I know I've been doing sauce. Sauce. Yes, it's El Giardino. Okay, so was that in the last, like, year or two, or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, about uh, at some point when he was hiding Sheila out and then she went to go over to Bill's, we, we, he got money. I don't know if we ever found out he had some secret investor or some shit. I don't yeah, he we went to meet a secret investor and he bought out El Giardino. Oh, okay, that's cool. Um, I like Deacon. I'm not that interested in the Sheila of it all, but I just started back watching, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. So, um, anybody else before we move on? Have a, any? I, Kim, I don't think I got you. Did you uh, Sheila and Deacon? Um, I, I mean, I, I like Sheila and Deacon. Um, I was just kind of like. And this was horrible, but I was like, okay, they're cool and all, but I want to get to Hope, like Thomas and Hope. I was like, okay, let's, let's go on. I mean, I, I never fast forward anything, no matter how much I'm like anxious for whatever. But, you know, I watched them. They were cute, and I'm fine with it. But I'm just waiting to see, find out what's going to happen next with them or how it's going to play out or whatever with Deke and, and, and she would be will see. But they were cute. That's funny because that's what I was gonna say to Jay. That's why you didn't fast forward because you didn't want to miss anything when you know how you fast forward. You gotta go back. Mm. Um, so let's get to the meat and potatoes of this shit. What's got the internet off its rocker? Uh, she asked Hope asked Liam again for forgiveness. He said no, and he wants a divorce. The second time he said it, so she cried a little bit. Talked to RJ, which I, I'm, I'm just gonna skip past him. Okay. I mean, he and uh, Wyatt are broken records. I'm tired of them every day, all day. But so she goes over to Thomas's, and um, she, quote, has her awakening, which, interesting timing. 
and she kisses him, and then next thing you know, well, he stopped, and he looked at her wedding ring, and he said, I'm not going to do this, and he took the ring off, and this is why I've said, for the last, since the CPS call, Bradley Bell, in my opinion, has written Thomas perfectly, let Hope t- call all the shots and take the lead, so she he wouldn't sleep with her with that ring on, she took it off, she consented, no, they didn't sign papers, but everybody, she, was, she didn't have a drop of alcohol in her, and they made love, and they screwed about 10, 12, 14 times, I don't know, I lost count, in a day and a half. And then meanwhile, at the office, uh, there was some conversation about what good track that um, Hope, uh, Thomas is on, and Katie was like, well, if, if this was to be a thing, it could cause a scandal. And I'm one of these people that don't have an issue with Katie and everybody calling it out one time, and then Ridge put her in her place, and then he and Brooke had a conversation that he was, she was going to, you know, tried with him, and she was going to go tell him that in person. So when she knocked on the door, apparently the door wasn't latched, and no, they don't lock doors, because then she walks in, she looks around, Thomas, Thomas, you don't see him, she sees Hope's uh, ID badge and purse and ring. That girl took her little heels and ran up the stairs, didn't knock, busted in, asked Hope, what are you doing? Um, Helen Keller and Stevie Wonder could see what she was doing, Brooke. I, I think you're very familiar with that activity. So that's where we are now. Brooks has walked in on them. And so uh, this is where I say for me two things can be true. I love the story going forward and what it means for the canvas, but I'm going to need Hope to stop making Steffi and Liam the scapegoat in this and talk about Steffi and Liam and having a man. Because here's the thing. I'm all for clarity, but usually a person faces clarity after event or a moment, like, i.e., the one-night stand and the possible baby daddy with Hayes, or even most recently, last year, year and a half, whatever it was, when Sheila shot Finn and Steffi, and Steffi, they didn't know if Steffi was going to survive, and the two blondes couldn't stand that Liam was, you know, sitting vigil over the mother of his child, that they had to sit there because I guess they thought that Steffi and Liam were going to screw while she was on life support. That would have been the appropriate time to have that awakening. Now, again, I can like where we are because it's a soap and I'm watching this for what it is, but I also can roll my eyes and go, oh, this is clarity? Well, sweetie, you're three three years too late. And Steffi, it hasn't been a factor, but I digress. Um, Red, I'll go to you first since you're the... Um, this is your maiden voyage with us. So what do you um, think about this whole Hope and Thomas uh, trajectory? Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love in the afternoon or whatever you want to call it. Bad boy, good girl. Love the archetype. Um, so I'm an OG fan from back in like, uh, well, my last Hope pairing that I liked was Hope and Wyatt. So that'll give you some idea. And then, you know, whatever happened with them or didn't happen, and then I like the early Thomas and Hope stuff when they, you know, were interacting with, with Kim Matula in the role, right? So for me, it's a payoff that's years in the making. Now, I wish as well, because I do like Steffi, that she was not like the side character or the, uh, well, like what you were just saying, basically being used to... You know, this is interfering with her as well. I don't like that aspect of it. I would like both of them to be free of Liam, free and clear. But anyway, Hope and Thomas, I love it. I think they have a lot of chemistry, like everybody is saying. I think she means what she says when she stands up to her mother. And, you know, I was shocked that she was actually really 
giving it to her mother in that way. I was happy to see that because Brooke is just so nosy. She reminds me of how Steffi was with Brooke and Rich. And I'm just curious as to where they're going to go from now. But I really like the pairing, and I think they have great chemistry. Uh, that's And I think that's the whole thing. Like, um, this was unexpected. And it's interesting to hear you from a Steffi and a whole perspective and, and that and when you – at what period of time that you like them and th- that you're back yeah. now, you know. Right. I love Steffi. I love Thomas. I love Th- – well, see, I don't have all of the – it's kind of a blessing for me, I will say, because I know Thomas has done some crazy stuff. Like, I still know kind of briefly a little bit what's going on just from, you know, seeing people here and there talk about it. But I've always rooted for Thomas. I've always wanted to see him have a more prominent role, him and Rick, honestly. I thought they would be like the next two Titans running stuff and going back and forth and be the next big rival rivalry. Um, and, and it's so funny just to see that not happen. But, you know, so I, I have, I'm happy for Thomas, too, to finally kind of get something that he deserves without looking like the creep and the bad guy. And, you know, like this is cool for him. Absolutely, because um, it's you know he he put him in a corner and now he's got him out. Kim, uh, Hope, and Thomas. I absolutely loved it. I one billion percent bold. They didn't let me down at all. These past few weeks have been amazing, and I bold is definitely my favorite soap for the past couple of weeks. This was definitely long overdue. I'm just proud. I never would have thought. You know, since I started watching five years ago, that they would actually go there, but I was pleasantly just, just embraced and surprised by all of it and how it all played out. They did a phenomenal job, both Annika and Matthew, and it's just, it was just, you can tell kind of like she kept talking when they had the pillow talk in between their 10, 11, 12 times or whatever, they had the pillow talk. And, you know, she was like, I just appreciate that. You know, she assured him, look, you know, I don't feel bad about it. You know, I don't. Like, I don't want you to think that, this and that and the other. And like you said, you know, they weren't drinking, so they could not play in the alcohol at all. They were just honest and open with each other. And I just, I really appreciated their dynamics. And they both were surprised it happened. I kind of do feel that she was definitely kind of, she was at the cliff. You know, just waiting, kind of like, because, like, you know, I got this marriage, I got this, you know, I'm going to fight, fight, fight. But then when Liam was like, when Liam said the two words, divorce and going back to Stephanie, I'm thinking about Stephanie now, those two kind of gave her the feeling, like, I'm going to jump in, I'm going to leap in and go ahead. And now I can really, because it's what I've been desiring and looking for and, and trying to avoid and trying to fight off. But him saying those two words made me go ahead and take the leap and let me go ahead. It made me kind of, do this for sure and just in fact you know I don't feel bad about it but she's been wanting to do this all along but now it kind of feels like she I mean kind of like what she told him you know she said I know my world is falling apart my family and I don't like what's going to do to my family but whenever I'm with you it just all that goes away it fades away and stuff and you just you're never felt like this before so I just I just you know they did it was going to be like it was better than what they expected it just I just like that she took the lead on most of everything, and he only kind of leaned into kids like, a couple of times while they were talking. But she definitely initiated, like, all, it, it, like she said, it was passionate, romantic, and I'm so glad she told Brooke what she told her. Like, look, so I'm just, I don't, if you know, if anyone could know better or know how this feels, it's you, mom, you know, so that was 
good. Just kind of putting you in your place. Just shut up telling me what I'm doing wrong. I'm a grown woman. You can't tell me what to do or what it's going to do, what you don't want from me. I get it, but then let me live my life. So I can't wait to find out what's going to happen with the aftermath of all of this, especially when everyone finds out um, what they did or whatever and how they're going to go from here. But I am so loving Thomas and Hope. I've always liked them a lot. I never been, I've never, I never was a man, obviously, and whole fan, but I just love this. Kind of like he said, you know, you fell for the bad boy. She's like, we're not anymore, blah, 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 and you bring that out of me. Just all the dynamics. I just can't wait to see what's going to happen. I'm loving this. I'm so proud. Bo did me proud. In the five years I've watched, they did me proud with this one. We've got you here five years. Victoria, Hope, and Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, 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 I am over the moon. I have been shipping Hope and Thomas since 2012 when it was Adam Gregory S. Thomas and Kim Matula. I've waited since then, and I was gr- I was not disappointed. I absolutely, I'm like Kim, I absolutely love the pillow talk afterwards. I felt like those were crucial moments, and I love how they were just holding hands and they were mm-hmm. talking and kissing and the canoodling. And it was just like, you would have thought they've been together forever. That's how relaxed and easy it is. And if anybody's saying she's, uh, like when people used to say, oh, Hope is scared of Thomas, no the fuck she's not. That's not a woman that's scared of Thomas and stuff right. like that. And I like that she owned it and she didn't say it was a mistake, which I knew. And people are saying she's using Thomas. That's not a woman that's using Thomas because if she was, she would have gotten up from the bed and be like, oh, my God, this was a mistake. No, she stayed in that bed and got her multiple, you know, rounds in or whatever. So, and I agree with Kim, too. I feel like she's been fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. But the minute Liam said, I want a divorce, there's nothing to do. And then he said, I, I'm thinking about Stephanie now. And he walked out the door. I think that was the trigger point ahead, like, fuck this shit. Because she didn't go anywhere else. She went straight to Thomas's house. Straight to Thomas's house. Not even let me go find Liam to work this out. Because if you're really working your marriage, you, she would have stalked where Liam was. Not even to go to White and be like, talk to your brother or nothing. No, she went straight to Thomas's house in her wrap dress. And we all know what a wrap dress means when we go to a man's house. Easy access. And so I love it. And as far as, yeah, and I like the Friday when she was putting her mother in her place. She was like, tell mom, this is not a regret. I'm following my heart. It was beautiful. I great, a great, and blah, 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 this, and blah, 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 that. And as far as, and I know a lot of people, and not to you, Minnie, but I know a lot of people feel like she's throwing Steffi in there. But you know what I feel like? I feel like at this point, the the reason doesn't matter anymore. She's finally getting out, right? Whether it's because I I get it, you know, she should she should say I have feelings for Thomas. But look, she's saying she's gotten her awakening years later. Yes, she's not. I don't think she's blaming Steffi as Steffi's playing a part in this. She's just basically saying that of course when this happened, instead of Lean coming to her. Liam went straight to Steffi to talk to Steffi and be put insert Steffi in this situation. I don't feel her. Mm-hmm. She's blaming Steffi. She's just saying Steffi's always there. And I think she's realizing Steffi is always going to be there. You heard what she said. She says, I forgive him, but I never forgotten. And it's exactly what Kim said. The minute Liam said, I want a divorce. Cause if you think about it, when she turned around 
and she looked at him, it was the, she was just get she had the face of, okay, I give up. The minute he turned around and walked mm-hmm. out the, and said, um, Hope, I was thinking about her now, and then you're broken, to say that to her, you're broken, I was like, damn. And she said, well, maybe I am. And then things, she, after that, I just think like something snapped into her head at that point. It was like, fuck this shit. If I'm broken, I'm going to go all the way. And I feel like something has snapped in her, well, you know, whatever. And because that face she gave her mother at the end when her mother said, this affair is over. Y'all never going to run to her. And she gave her mother that look like, who the fuck are you? So I'm definitely looking forward to this new backbone perspective of hope. And it's long overdue, and I like to see her play. Hey, look, I'm flawed. I make mistakes. It is what it is, too. You know, whatever. And I'm so looking forward to the journey of her and Thomas. I feel like that's going to be such an amazing love story to watch. And I definitely am getting my Bonnie and Clyde vibe from, because I definitely feel like Brooke is going to be the obstacle in their way. She's going to try everything she can to get in the way of that. I definitely feel like Brooke's about to be the mother from hell. That's probably a given. Daphne? Okay, so to me, this is probably the best, the best that I've seen in a while. Bold and Beautiful for me is that show that can just drive you. If you watched it long enough, you can sometimes, as Tia will say, you can sometimes, well, a lot of times you can predict what's going to happen and things. But I think for me, Brad Bell or the writers, because what are, what, are, what are we getting? We're not getting, um, we're getting the um, non-WGA stuff now. I think this is, Neil, what Brad sort of flipped the script on us. Now, let me just say, first talk about hope. I don't consider this to be a quote-unquote an awakening. Because to me, an awakening means she, she's been clueless and she's been left out of stuff. That she doesn't know what's going on. She knows what's going on. I think if I look back, Hope is one of those Hope is one of those rainbows, lollipops, and unicorns. I see everything through rainbow colored glasses. I know that the threat is there, but I'm gonna put the threat behind. I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm not gonna do A, B, and C. Yeah, you just told me um I've forgiven you, but what she says, I'm I've not forgotten. Just because I forgive you don't mean, and I had this conversation a couple of days ago with my uncle. We were talking about stuff, and I said, just because people say they forgive you don't mean that they forget it. Don't mean that they don't fall it away. Don't mean that they're not sitting there thinking about stuff day to day to day, next week, next month, next year, but just, you know, two years down the road, stuff pops up, and then they pop off because they haven't forgotten about it. I think the moment that Tom that that Liam said, one, she's broken, and two, when she asked that question about Steffi, and he said, "Well, yeah, well, I'd like to." I think that put from now. I'm just talking about base for me. I'm not talking about anybody else's thoughts and things. For me, it's sort of like just kind of saw the wheels turning her head, and she kind of got clarity a little bit. But this that at this point. Liam, you're sitting over here talking about Thomas is your nemesis. Well, guess what? Steffi is my nemesis. I'm probably Steffi's nemesis, you know, when, when it comes to all of this stuff that's going on. We've got to remember that Hope is unlike all of her siblings. 
look at Rick and look at Bridget. They are totally screwed up with all of the shenanigans and stuff that's going on. And I'm not going to blame 100% on Brooke because I got to give Eric a, 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 a list in that too. Um, look at RJ, you know, RJ is probably the one that doesn't have, you know, that probably comes next. We never hear about her child with Nick. You know, I think Hope has been Brooke's way of, I don't want my, I don't want Brooke's Hope's life to turn out kind of like mine. So if I control it enough, I can keep her on that same path. And you got to remember way back in the history, Hope used to say, I don't want to be like my mother. I don't want to. My mother has all these, she's had to grow up with all these scandals. So I think at some point, Hope has been that person where if my mom says go left, I'm going to go right. I'm not going to do this. And I think it just, I, who's to say that she's lived her best life? Because I don't think she's lived her best life with all of this. I am loving the fact that you made Hope the aggressor with this. You remember what I kept saying, you guys? I needed, when when or if they ever had sex, I needed Thomas to pull out the notary. I need him to get the contracts, the video. I need for there, I needed for there not to be one sliver of something that could make people say, this is sexual assault, this is questionable, we got some issues. So I was loving that Thomas told her she needed to take, oh, no, we, oh, we can't do this. Um, I was loving Thomas. If you remember, Thomas took them steps back from her. I was kind of loving this. And to me, Tom, especially since Brad wrote Thomas into that corner, you kind of got to play at this beat with this. So I am loving it. I'm sitting here going, good Lord, how many times did they have sex? I think I lost count and stopped counting um, with this. So I was loving all this. I'm loving how Tom, Hope is not blaming Thomas how she's not letting anybody blame Thomas, how she's basically saying, look, this is me. I'm the one that did this. It's me. Thomas ain't got, ain't got, ain't, Thomas is only following my lead and what I'm doing and what I'm saying. So I'm loving it. I'm loving how she told Brooke that anybody should understand what's going on. It should be you. And to me, Brooke should, Brooke should be kind of sort of understanding what's going on a little bit because I can't understand how, even before this, you would want your daughter to be back with somebody who slept with somebody and who almost could have had a kid. It's almost like Brooke doesn't care what either one of them do. They just need to be together to live this perfect fairy tale life with this. So I can't wait for Monday, tomorrow, to see how far this is going to go. Now, I, of course, had an issue with Brooke running through that house. Now, see, for me, even if, first of all, I'm not coming to your house, so I'm just going to tell all y'all now. I'm not, y'all are never going to see me just pop up at your door and go, ding dong, hey, Carrie, hey, Tia, hey, Kim, hey, all of y'all, it's me. I just happen to be in town, and I'm just going to happen to stop by your house. Never going to happen Um, and for this. But my whole thing was when she walked through that door and then she ran through, I know it was for plot points. But I was like, okay, now, Brooke, you deserve to see what you saw because you had no business running through that man's house. Um, even if the door was unlocked and you could just push it open. Now, I'm going to say a couple of things about Katie because I'm going to switch it a little bit. Katie, Katie, I had an issue with you. Even if you didn't like the situation, you sit there in front of your boss and talk trash about 
which is why I loved Ridge when Ridge put Katie in her place and said, oh, wait a minute, uh-uh, this was not Thomas. This was all 100% hope. And did you see that Katie kind of looked at him, but she backed down? And I was like, see, Brad Bell, you made it so that everybody, and, and, and rightfully so, their first inkling is to say, what did Thomas do? I'm, I'm loving that. Um, are we talking about Taylor and Ridge yet, or we haven't gotten to that part yet, Carrie? Yeah, I don't think we're going to do a discussion on that, so yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah go ahead, because I didn't even... Say this, though. Well, I'm just going to say this about Taylor. I'm, I'm okay with Taylor having an issue because Taylor said a word that I think is 100% true. Hope is Thomas's trigger. And unless you know, and I need for her to put down the therapist role and play mama, not mama. The therapist that's a mama, I need for you to put down the therapy role. Don't be trying to analyze somebody and go in there and play mama and say, look, what's, what's your deal is with my son? But I'm hoping that's for next week. So I had no, no problem with Taylor being concerned about this a little bit because to me, rightfully so, considering everything that's going on. But to me, kudos to Brad, to Brad Bell this week. I mean, kudos. Okay. I'm sorry, y'all. It's, oh, it's, so it's, it's, no, no, I'm here. It's, um, these comments keep popping up over my, my mic button. Um, okay. So I don't have much to say. You know, I think everyone has pretty much said it. Um, I thought the scenes were fine. The dialogue was fine. It did get a little bit, you know, absurd that they were four days in bed together. However, um, I do enjoy the chemistry. <laughs> I do enjoy, um, some of the dialogue between them and, uh, you know, it was beautiful as a dope fan. I really enjoyed it. I feel like they just, you know, did it really well. Um, I feel like that was one of the best sex scenes in a very long time. Okay. I have a difference of opinion, of course, when it comes to Steffi being involved in this. Steffi, uh, whether we like it or not, Steffi, Liam, and Hope are attached to each other like glue. They have, they have like, glue on their arms. They're all attached to each other. Um, they... They circle, they've been circling around each other in this triangle for 13 years. It is what it is. I don't think this hope is making Steffi the scapegoat. I think hope is realizing finally, after all these years, she's been stupid. Like the one time she makes a mistake with Steffi, with uh with Liam, he throws Steffi in her face. You know, step, you know, um, you know, when Hope brought up, okay, have you been to see Steffi? Liam didn't have to say that to her. He did. He did that to hurt her, and I think that that was her. Okay, I don't think me personally. I don't think that they were going to. I I don't think that Hope would have went that far with Thomas if the subject of Steffi didn't come up, because after their their marriage is broken right now, they're upset. You know, they're both distraught over their marriage breaking. Liam had no business going in there and over there and kissing Steffi. You know, we already dragged him enough for, about that. So Steffi should not even be a factor in their in their their marriage right now. So I think you know I don't think that it's scapegoating. You know, I don't think that it's um I don't think that it's um 
uh, her her being scapegoating, I think really it's her blaming Liam. I don't think she's blaming Stephanie. I think she's blaming Liam. I think she's like, listen, after all these years, all the times I forgave this motherfucker, and then you know, he, as soon as I make a mistake, he 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 asks for a divorce, and he's going back to Stephanie. Fuck him. So I think that's how her mentality right now. I don't think that she's she's to my knowledge, she hasn't said one negative thing about Steffi. Um, I think she she is like tired of Liam, tired of his 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 waffling. And I think for now, because you know how in six months she's gonna be over there back with him. I think for now she's tired of Liam Spencer and she, she sees him for the piece of crap that he is. Um, uh, like Daphne said, Thomas is Liam's nemesis and Steffi is Hope's nemesis. So, you know, I think that if do I enjoy Steffi being a part of this? No. I'm not a fan of Steffi fan, but I don't I don't enjoy watching you no know, Steffi lies to her husband. But I don't think we're there yet. Now, when she starts bashing Steffi, she a hoe, she a slut, stuff like that, then okay, I agree with y'all. But I don't think she's there yet. When she does start bashing Steffi and blaming Steffi, then I'm right there with you to call out for her BS. But I think right now she's just more so accepting that Liam will always be Liam. He will always be predictable. Whenever there's smoke, there's fire, he runs to the other one. So I think that's just what is going on right now. Uh, Brooke Logan, I'm a Thoe fan. Do I think that she should have um, uh, oh, I'm so, Leah, sweetie, in the comments, Liam has not been devoted to, to, to Hope. He just cheated her two years ago and had unprotected sex with Stephanie. I That's not devotion. That's recently, nasty. But, yeah. <laughs> like, but that is recently. It's two years. I mean, come on now. Um, like, like, let's, uh, let's well, well, what she should have had her epiphany two years ago, then, but okay, I yeah. Agree. Well, she, well, 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 they all should, they all dumb as hell on the show. Look what's going on with Taylor Ridge and Brooke right now. I'll get on that later. Um, but um, well, it's I, not I later, you think, about it now, okay, yeah. Well, I, well, well, okay, anyway, um, I just think that, um, I just think that, um, you know, Brooke unfortunately has a right to be up shocked and appalled by. Hope's behavior because yes you know six years ago when you know Hope and Liam were having issues well like that she did seduce Liam I know she did I'm not I'm not excusing what she did but with Liam Spencer she has been 100% faithful to that man for the past six seven years so for her to go this far and be with Thomas for all people I understood stand why um Hope I mean Brooke had her reaction for that because this is unlike Hope you know to to, to go this far and I think that Brooke is right. You should not be like me. You know, you I say what you want about Brooke Logan. She has faced consequences for her actions over the years. Um, let me. Ugh. Uh, but um, she, you know, she. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm. I'm, I'm just, um, but she um has faced consequences over the years for her actions. So of course, she does not want her children. Her hope of all people. Who was conceived with her husband, with her uh, daughter's husband, to go down that road? And once you start something, in a lot of cases, you cannot stop. So I understand Brooke's reaction. So I'm gonna let her have that moment. Um, when it comes to Ridge and Taylor, just like Liam and Steffi, why are y'all always in each other's faces? Why are y'all breathing each other's air? Ridge could smell the bagel that Taylor had for breakfast that morning. I mean, Taylor could see his eye boogie in the corner of his eye, how close they were. Why are they doing this? Like, I, I don't understand. Brad, Casey, Brad, Ben, who else writing the show right now, please, somebody teach me how to how to snip this so I can send it to 
um, Brad Bellingham, I am over this geriatric triangle. You had that big keyhole moment in Rome, and um, now you got them making googly eyes at each other. Taylor and Riz making googly eyes at each other, talking about kissing somebody. Like enough is enough at this point. I, I don't. I, I. I seriously, I am over. I don't know if they're going there, but they were too close for comfort in my eyes. When they was that close to me, that was a borderline cheating in my eyes. Like, 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 let's stop this BS. It's enough is enough. Ridge needs to pick one and move forward, period. I'm sorry. Me personally, I think that he has better chemistry with Chris Allen. Put him with Taylor, for God's sakes. I don't give a F-U-C-K. But let's just, I see where this is going, and let's just stop this right now. Because that scene to me was just too, too, too intimate. All the gazing and grinning and smiling and, and, and sniffing each other's air. Stop it. This is please stop it. Enough. Better now. Last but not least. I think we Tia. covered. I, oh, okay. Go Tia, ahead. I, I saved Tia for last. I'm happy you say me for last because I'm in definitely the minority because I just disagree. Um, I would say with Brooke, I'm team Brooke be a hypocrite because parents should be a hypocrite. I'm sorry, it's, it's certain situations. Just because, like, that's like, I could, I could go across shows. Just because Laura ended up with her rapist, does that mean she would want that for her kids? But that's what I'm trying to say. It's at points of what point can you be a hypocrite as a parent? You, you should be. Like at this point, whether she supported Liam or not, if I'm broke, I'd be like, well, I'm going to support my daughter with Liam over her obsessor. Thomas, you sure right? I'm going to be the biggest cheerleader up on the front row. I sure am going to be. Because I'm sorry, I, I love Thomas, but I still can also remember what he did because fans seem to have a short-term memory about what he did. Is Oh, he only kept a secret for two weeks. Uh, did you forget what else he's done all these years? That's not all he did. He literally used his hair. You could, if we're going to call Liam an abuser, which some people shockingly said, well, I'm sorry, your homeboy Thomas is one too, because you want to say, oh, well, well, Emma didn't look at, look where she was going when she was in this car. Oh, did you forget when he grabbed her her arms and, and said, you are not leaving this office because you don't want to mess with me? Held her in that office and said, no, you are not telling no one. The only reason she was able to get out that office is because Pam came in and interrupted. That's when she ran out, and that's when that, that lunatic Thomas faced her down the road with his headlights on and watched as a creeping psychopath as she died. That's not a good person right there to keep a secret. That, that is what Thomas did. We don't want to tell just 1% of the story. If we're going to tell the story, tell the whole secret. That's all I'm going to say, because we can't say, oh, with Liam, we, we have to, we, I have to bring up everything he did in his past, but with Thomas, oh, but the writers put him in such a terrible predicament. Um, I don't mean to be rude to everybody. Everyone knows all these are characters that are written for, right? We cannot pick and choose when we're going to say it's the writers who's doing it. When it goes to Brooke, Taylor, every single one of these characters is written for. I feel Brooke and Thomas, no, 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 Thomas is really the only character where we say, well, the writers put him in a box like this. Well, how many boxes has Brooke been put into? It, it's happened. So I'm just... I'm having an issue also with the dialogue for Hope. I, I can't give Brad Bell, uh, I'll give Brad Bell his uh, Cheerios and his uh, round of applause a lot of the time, but these are, this is not one of the times I am going to do it because this storyline is bizarre to me. I'm watching this storyline saying, I don't even recognize who Hope is. And I'm sorry, I, I know Daph is not going to like this. I'm going to have to agree with my man Doug Marlin right now. I agree with his rules. 
do not change a core, a core character right now because I'm okay with changing the character if I understand what the heck they're changing for. I don't know. I, I, I'm not here for a wake-up call from Hope because it literally makes no sense. Everything that's coming to her mind when she's in the bed crying like, oh, you know, he went to Steffi, right? I'm like, no, you think that. Technically, by what we are seeing, she does not know that. He has, she has not seen Steffi and Liam together. She's just assuming that. She does not know that. So, again, we have to forget. We as the audience cannot go by what we know. We have to go with Hope knows. As, as of today's episode, as, of t- as today, as Sunday night at what, 8.56 p.m. Eastern time, Hope does not know what Liam has done. She doesn't know about the kisses. So Steffi should be the last word out of her mouth at this point. I don't want to hear, his heart is always divided. It hasn't been in a year. This is the man she has said, I don't want to hear her. If you were going to do this, I'm sorry, timing is everything. The timing of this storyline literally makes zero sense because it's not, you can't bring Steffi up. Steffi has been with Finn the past year. And have, you haven't been the other woman. you like, I can't be with somebody whose heart is divided. He hasn't been divided for a year. You finally got your boring marriage and nobody has been interrupted. I think a better dialogue would be, man, it's something I will give Daphne credit to. She said it, yeah, I would say she said this years ago. She wanted to be a chance where I think it was probably, probably Hope or Steffi had Liam they have the man, and they realize, man, this is not what it came, what it's come, when it's kind of turned out to be what I wanted. That, to me, would have been better dialogue. Hope finally have everything she wanted. Steffi is no longer a factor, as she hasn't been in a year. At least you could tell. Somebody could show me that scene in a year where Liam even gave a little glance at Steffi, because I don't even remember, besides the time when she well, lost her memory. And let me just correct you real quick. It's been a long time. And the one-night scene was caused by the mannequin, as stupid as it was. Liam hasn't thought about Steffi like that in multiple years. Not once, not even a year. It's multiple years. So, so yeah, we cannot, you cannot go back. I, I, I can't, I, I just, I cannot go to Steffi right now because you went with him knowing that. Even, I don't even want to hear she had a wake-up call when he said, I'm thinking about Steffi now. No, you didn't because you kissed Thomas before that. You was daydreaming for him, for him before that when you were gaslighting him saying, oh, you, I don't feel this way about him. You, you bugging out. No, you can't say she had the wake-up call. And so what the heck were you kissing him and acting like y'all were married when y'all was over there down in Rome? What, what were y'all doing at that time? Because this was before he, he hurt her. And I don't want to hear, oh, he said Steffi to hurt her. He sure should have been. And to me, it's different layers of nemesis. Okay, you and Steffi had this rival. You kept throwing yourself in there like an idiot and you wrapped yourself, your legs around him in that dressing room when you knew he was divided. I don't want to hear that. That is different from a guy who gaslighted you, was paid, said, hey, I'm going to sign my rights over to my kid just so I can have sex with you to notice. He didn't even need to sign it over since you're giving it up for free every single 30 minutes of the day. So you didn't even need to sign over your rights with an idiot you were, Thomas. You just had to wait a few more years. So I just, this, this storyline to me just makes, I'm sorry, no sense. I'm happy the fans are liking it. I just don't because I don't recognize who Hope is at all as a character. And I do think I'm not a Hope fan, but Hope fans do have a right to be pissed off about it because if this was my character and I would be like, well, first of all, if I was a Hope fan, I, I wouldn't ship her with probably either of the parties. I wouldn't ship her with Liam or Thomas. I would want a third party who wasn't one who's her serial cheater well, yeah, like and the other one who wasn't. Yeah, Wyatt to me would have made, oh, yeah, that's another history we rewrit and like she never had some good love before who was opposite of um, Liam. Uh, why was anti-Liam when it happened back in the day? But let's let's erase that storyline too. So I'm here. I'm not here for this dialogue right now. The timing of this is bad. I don't want to hear Steffi name every single second. I'm pissed off with the writers for bringing Steffi and Liam into this because this is my views only. 
I think she is the most protected character on the show because we couldn't let Hope have a storyline where we just bashing her. We had to make Steffi and Liam kiss where we could talk about Steffi every single episode saying, oh, look at what Steffi is doing. I don't want to be talking about Steffi and Liam right now. This is why I am slamming the writers for inserting this stupid storyline in this. So I think this is a, a ridiculous storyline. I don't get Steffi point of view. I don't get Hope point of view. Thomas is the only point of view I get because he's obsessed and in love with Hope as he's been for the past five years. So his reaction and everything he's doing is pretty much what I expected. That's all I would say. And Taylor, I do agree she should be pissed off with this whole thing because, as she said, every time something happens, my son is always one to get blamed for it. I would love someone to go ahead and, I'll be quite honest, just punch Hope straight in the face. And the reason for that is because all these years, my son has been getting blamed for being obsessed with you. Although for me, I don't believe Hope has been in love with him for all these years. But someone to me should be like, Hope, were you in love with him or you were making my son think, think he was going crazy? I just think it, won't, it doesn't make logical sense for no one to question it. Even though me as a viewer, I know that. But again, the characters does not know what the viewers know. So you're going to have to explain, you're going to have to explain to me first when the heck her feelings begin because people are acting like she's moved on and this is what a normal dude. This is literally with your obsessor. I, I, every, like, it's to the point, every time I'm watching a Lifetime movie, I think about Thomas and Hope because I'm thinking about, oh, this storyline should end with those these Lifetime characters ending together. I was literally watching Lifetime yesterday with this obsessor guy. I said, man, maybe they should end up together like Thomas and Hope is right now. That's how this couple is. This is like a Lifetime storyline turned to be that. That's what, what it is to me. I love the chemistry. But this storyline to me is straight up bizarre, and I don't recognize who Hope is. I know a lot of people love Hope, but it's because she's not acting anything like herself. So, And she's worshiping the ground that Thomas walks on. So I guess that makes her a great character now. And, and my thing is, and I don't even, and I, you know me, I'm the queen of two things can be true, but I don't know if two things can be true because you either had the awakening or to me they're playing it more like she's been falling in love with him over time, which is fine. So play that angle and don't mention Liam and Steffi and their connection because you can, she can fall in love with Thomas regardless of what Steffi and Liam mm-hmm. did or didn't do or how, he yeah. could be the most committed person and she still could have fell for Thomas. Well, I have a question for you guys now. When the secret is revealed about Liam kissing Stephanie not once or twice, should she go to Liam and say, I told you so? No, she should not no. because Tom, she, no. Thomas was all before this, and this is my issue. I, don't, I need to understand as a viewer where the heck is Hope feeling from because this was before she knew about any of this. What, I, okay, I, I so, mean, but did, do, you feel like, do you feel like Liam should be dragged for what he did? Not by hope. Not by hope. No, because this is the reaction of what she is doing to Tom. Everything she has done, even let, let's say even Steffi and Steffi and Steffi. No, I'm not talking about Every, that. Should Liam get dragged by other people? I don't know because I'm just pissed off with the writers right now. I don't, I'm upset that Steffi and Liam are even in discussion. That's what my issue is, and this is why I am going to say Hope is the well, most he got dragged by Steffi. I'll say this. He got he got dragged by the one person he should have been, maybe by Finn. I'll say this. There's two. Steffi put him in his place. And yeah, Finn, Finn is finds the main out, one. Yeah. He has the right to. That's, other than that, I don't need anybody to drag. He's the husband. Finn has every right when the truth comes out to go confront him. But anybody else? No, because I can't take this in a vacuum. But you don't think his brother, you don't think his brother who's been trying to beg him? Absolutely. Nope, nope, nope. Thomas needs to shut his mouth. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Wyatt. You don't think Wyatt should tell Liam you were wrong? 
Wyatt needs to stay quiet because Wyatt Neal is starting to, to say stuff that he's got no business to be saying. Wyatt has no business to be calling out Brooke, to be saying Brooke is a bad person. He's got no business saying hope is like Lee, hope is like Brooke. He's got, Wyatt needs to sit down, look pretty, and be quiet. I'm sorry because the moment Wyatt started mouthing off, and I'm going to say, yeah, tell me about 50 Flow Felon over there. The woman who actually did a bunch of, mm-hmm. you can't see in Thomas, you can't see in Thomas, but yes, but here's the woman, you over here, because they haven't broken the engagement according to the show, unless I missed this, you over here engaged to the woman who actually perpetrated the fall, mm-hmm. who actually started the fall. So, so to me, why needs to sit down, look pretty, and be quiet? Now, I'm just going to say this, though, about Liam and Steffi. See, I feel this way that I feel, I feel Brad Bell complicated this story because for the last month, all we've seen is Liam, Steffi, 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 I, Thomas, Thomas, Thomas. Steffi said to put him in his place about Thomas when he says he's trashing Thomas and then he's going to say no offense. And then she's like offense taken. So I I got some issues with the whole Liam and Thomas. Liam, Liam, not Liam and Thomas. Liam and Steffi and all of this where I got issues. To me, if you had the issues, you should have went to your brother. You should have went to Dollar Bill. I, I just feel it wasn't Liam's place to, especially since Steffi is the mother of your child. She is the sister of, she's the sister of Thomas. To me, that's in a, to me, that was inappropriate conversations even well before the kiss, before all of this happened, that you had Liam over there doing. So I was like, you know, okay, Liam, you know, like like why I said, Thomas is living rent-free in your head, and he's over there having a good life and, and you know, living his his best being. I've always wanted, I, I, at this point, I do want sort of, see, and maybe I'm the, I'm, 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 in the minority of this, I kind of want wrecking ball. I want, I want with this this one event has issues with a whole lot of people. I want well, we've already got Liam laid out. Hope. I want hope, even though hope is in the wrong, even though it's apples and oranges, because I feel like it needs to be said. I need for for somebody to say. I know you've done, look at all you, you've done all of this stuff. And yeah, I know it was my right to forgive you and everything. But man, you are a hypocritical so-and-so who, when you do crap, you beg and expect forgiveness. But when somebody does something to you, you, you is so hardcore, nope, I won't divorce in anything. But then I want Liam to come back and say, well, this is apples and oranges, as Carrie says. This is, we're not talking about that. You did this with Thomas. I just feel like for me as an audience member, I need for somebody to shout, to say this to Liam, because we've never got this in the whole 10 years we've had this that we've had this. And I just feel like for me personally, I need somebody to say it. And then for it to be like, well, this is not the, this is not what's going on. So I don't know. So that's why I think maybe I'm wanting Hope to say this. But if I'm Hope, the moment he said what I want to be with that, you wouldn't be able to tell me, even if Liam has not had kissed her and I don't know about it, he had not seen her. In my head, I'm, I got to think about your, your past predictability of stuff. Now, I do need okay. to know some more about about stuff. 
But I'm just saying, I just, and this is just for me, I just need some more, and I'm hoping Brad Bell gives it to us this week. Well, to be honest, Daphne, you are in the majority. I'm in the minority. A lot of people want Liam to get dragged, although I've been seeing his, his past get brought up for the past few months. So I've been watching it never that gets no matter what. It seems like it gets brought up every single week, and I, I'm tired. I, to the point, I am tired of Liam past being brought up, because this is the same set of people who's going to say, well, Thomas has grown up. We shouldn't bring up his past. We either bring up Thomas' past or not. That, I'm not saying you particularly, but no one, no one brings up Thomas's past at all. To me, I'm okay again. Like I said, I'm, I would be a thousand percent okay with Liam Paz being brought up if it was she was with anybody in this mm-hmm. universe besides Thomas. That's literally my issue here. That's my only mm-hmm. issue with the storyline. I would be off the rooftops rooting for all you guys saying, yes, Liam, get dragged. She's cheating good. I just can't. I can't put Thomas aside. I just don't quite. The writers are going to have to tell me when she fell in love. Like, was it after the TPS mm-hmm. call? Was your hormones rising up during that moment? I, I just need to know what moment. It happened just for me. I need to know because I don't understand it. I, I don't want to get. I don't want to have to guess when it happened. Listen, I one of my points is because I want Thomas to be dragged too. I want to. I think you guys are missing my point. I want everybody. I want this to be a knockdown Hatfield and McCoy. I want them to bring up Liam's history. I want. I, I, my I thing is Liam's history I'm not finished with this. I, I want to say this. I want somebody to bring up Thomas' history. I want Brooks to say, "Wait a minute, I'm divorced from from from." But are we supposed to? But here's the thing, Daddy. If he if he's building a story, no matter what it is, my issue is I can't keep going back to the past. If you keep bringing me back to the past, I can never get in the moment and look forward because by that logic, because I don't want them to bring up. Uh, I I don't think Thomas's past needs to get brought up either in the sense that he's I only want it one time I give everybody one time to say oh was it Thomas and once she clears everybody up I don't need Thomas's past brought up either because all that's going to do is remind people of what a, a, a um, controversial move this is and in, in, in terms of Liam's past Liam's past gets brought up every day all day. I mean I know that's going to be brought up. I know Sharon that this faith is going to be mentioned. It doesn't matter. If they reunited tomorrow, everyone is going to say, oh my goodness, how is she with the person who took faith? Mm-hmm. Well, though faith got the kidney, or though faith forgave him herself, that is what, that's the, that's the consequence of what when you are, when you are with your one, the one you victimized, unfortunately, that's going to be brought up. That's just the consequence some people have to deal with. If you're going to ship your couple, live with the baggage behind it. And that's what I'm trying to say. I am the baggage person. I ship my couples. I even like Thomas the Hope, but I can also live with it. I'm never going to say, well, man, that Adam didn't do that. I, I would say, well, he did. Go ahead and go ahead for it. That's mm-hmm. what I said. We had conversations on his podcast. I said, go ahead and bring it up. I still like them together. That's nice you had that conversation, but I'm just going to be used to it being brought up and deal with it. Mm-hmm. I think that if they yeah. bring it up, it'll be good. It'll. I don't have a problem with it either. It's good soap. I, I feel like it's good soap regardless. If they want to go there, they can go there. They have two actors who are more than capable of carrying out if they write it that way. I think the other part, though, that kind of, like, throws me is that the history of Hope and Thomas is, is beyond the crazy stuff that he's done in the last few five years or four years or so, too. So I'm like, well, how, how, 
how much do we need to bring everything back up? I mean, weren't they even engaged at one point? Like, I know they definitely dated. My memory is fuzzy. So, I, I mean, personally, I don't care. But the history is, is deep regardless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, yeah, just to close out, that's my thing. I'm okay with this and for the show, but I just need step because cause I'll tell you what, I don't remember all these people begging and pleading and and, and getting ste- and making excuses for Steffi when she as a Steffi fan, she had to own mm-hmm. and wear all her shit. She didn't get these convenient excuses that oh look what Hope did because actually some fans seem to forget how scandalous and how trifling Hope was seducing a man that was in a relationship with a pregnant girl. Half the pe- half the population. Don't even remember that, and and as a Steffi fan, and so that's why for me it is a trigger, and I, and and that's fine. People don't have to see it that way. In I am perceiving this as Steffi and to an extent Steffi and Liam's relationship being used as a scapegoat to take some of the onus off her because otherwise he didn't have to have that kiss in Rome, and this could all be about the scandalous fear of them and how they get past their history together. I know exactly why he did this. He's not fooling me. But but you know what? To to, to also to the, I was like, totally missing my point of what I was gonna say about this, but that's fine. Okay, you could go ahead. And no, no, that's off. my point. No, I don't think it's. I'm just saying that's this is my take. For me personally, the, the, every time I hear Steffi and Liam, I hear deflection, deflection, deflection. Just for me. And again, I'm I'm saying I'm I'm here for the this this. It's exciting. It's the most interesting the show has been. Mm-hmm. But I can't ignore the timing. You don't have clarity three years later when you saw him in the fucking hospital and up again. It's I mean, no, that's in. not true. Anybody gets clarity at any particular time in life, though. You could get clarity one, 10 it, years it, from the line. Well, yeah, but this case not, not, not to get hers. Oh, well, I don't know how you get the clarification. So what's the clarification of being with, with, with your stalker? Then explain that you're obsessive. So I, I'm going to need that clarification. So when you go get a wake-up call to say, well, who the hell I'm with right now? So I guess we got to wait another three years for that. Um, <laughs> Daphne, you could get your point because I do have a quote I'm going to put in the chat room. But you, Daphne, you could say the floor and what you want to say, and then I'm yeah. going to just close it out with a quote. <laughs> feel that you guys think that I'm not, I'm 100% pro-Thomas, I'm 100% pro, pro-Hope, I'm 100% pro for a whole lot of things. I'm just one of the people that's going to be messy. I want, because I, I don't even, I want everybody to be able to, to tell everybody off. I want, as I said before, I, when I watch soaps, I'm looking for mess. I'm looking for the drama. I'm looking for that. I'm on these books to say, wait a minute, I'm not even going 10 months back. I'm going less than six months back with Thomas working in the new CTS call because I feel like the book should have an issue with Thomas. She doesn't have to even go back five years, four years. She could just go back a couple of months, you know, for the, for her issue and anger with Thomas and say, I don't want you to be with this. You know, I'm just wanting everybody. I want everybody to be dragged. And I say, that's the word I want to use, drag. I don't want hope to be, well, we got to save and protect hope. I want hope to get dragged. I want Liam to get dragged. I want certain people to do the dragging. I just want, for me, I feel like bold and beautiful needs chaos and mess so that so it hits and it destructs everybody. Nobody is safe. No one is safe with what's going on, but. And I, I will. I'm a, I'm going to give up a quote for what Amaya was saying in the chat room because I sort of this is my thing, and I agree with it. She said, 
Hope is acting weird. In the dialogue, she keeps saying she doesn't know why she's doing what she's doing. Bell is leaving so much of the in preparation with those type of lines. I get why Hope fans think something is wrong. The writing is telling them something else. And I would say just for me to comment on that, I think actually in overall minus the history or all that, that's literally my issue. I am happy people are fans of Hope and people saying this is the best Hope has been written. To me, this looked like a DID character. And, that, and I'm not saying she has a mental illness, but this is how different this character seems for me. She that's seems crazy. nothing like her. So I'm going to need, like, the, I'm not saying they're giving her DID. I'm just saying that's how different she seems to me. She's not recognizable to me. Because a lot of these people who are now Hulk fans is mostly because she's robbed off the comics right now. That's why. These are the same fans. If you look at if you I could give you some comments that you see probably swimming on the cause acting and everything, and now she's the world's greatest actress. That's all I'm trying to say. So all I'm saying for me I do not recognize who this character is right now. So I, I'm going to need a better explanation. Even give me a whole Hope episode where we look in her mind and we see probably something like that, a, a mind trip episode, and you see exactly when a trigger happened because it's not Stephanie and Liam. She, was, she, she, she kissed him before this whole conversation happened. So I'm, I'm just going to need who is the trigger. And I think especially we need the trigger as to when her feelings for Thomas begin. Even if you say, the feeling was always there, which I think would make the most sense for me. That the feeling was always there, but he did something bad, which sort of erased, made her feeling sort of go away and say, I can't act on this. I just need a better see, clarification. This, and, and, I think, and, and that's the thing, Tia, and I think to wrap up, that's the whole thing. Stop talking. And the awakening doesn't make sense to me because, again, you could say they were spent. We all know they were spending time together. He was on a two-year good track before the CPS call. Then the CPS call threw her for a loop. It's that simple. It, it happens. He, they they connect with the with the drawing and all that shit. That's what it is. It, it's because it, it, again, look at the contrast. Steffi ha, Steffi didn't have a man showering her with attention when she had her awakening. There wasn't a man in sight. She just one day and said, "I'm sick of it." But it, but it, but the timing matched up to what was going on. So that's that. We'll see how far they take yeah. us, but I'm, I'm, I mean, obviously for Brooke's reaction, let's go. Let's see Brooke have a kitten. I, and I'm with you. Parents get to be hypocrites, but I want to see her have a coronary. Yeah, because oh, Hope yeah. looked like a little kid in that scene, yeah. <laughs> yes. okay. You're not going to do this. I'm like, girl, you're too late. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we're going to head over to Days next, so uh, Days have been wanting over wrap it up, so okay. All right. So, okay, let's go with days. Um, Dimitri kisses Leo to um, distract him, I guess, from the whole Gwen thing. But then he reveals he's not bisexual. He's straight up gay. And um, he's just using, you know, Gwen for the whole money and stuff like that. Leo at first had a good reaction and pretty much slaps him until telling him what a trash bag he is. But like the other trash bag he is, he ends up sleeping with Dimitri, with a, with a good friend like that. If you have friends like that, who needs enemy? So the whole thing is Dimitri lying about being gay, or is he doing this to? I think he is gay because everybody in the character, every character in the show, has to be bisexual or gay. So I'm going with he is literally gay at this point, and I even like him bringing up. I know how much you were into Billy Reed. He said no, I was using her as well, which makes sense because he was using her, and then the whole truth came out. So that I guess, I guess you could go any way with her. It does, does anyone have a comment on Leo Dimitri Gwen? Do we care about any couple? Do we believe he's gay or he's lying still? Uh, yeah. I personally don't care, and I don't care about the investment in this particular character. 
Kim, you got any thoughts? Do you truly believe he's gay? Um, I at first I was like, oh, he's probably playing Leo, but then I was like, oh, maybe he isn't. Maybe he's bi. I don't know, but I, I at this point, I, I don't, I don't think he is faking, like I initially thought. So yeah, he, he definitely could be gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leo, what a trifling, uh, trifling dude that is. Right, um, right. <laughs> you're doing your friend like that. You found out the truth for that. Exactly. How you doing? Exactly. Right. <laughs> well, uh, Victoria, um, did you watch Days this week? Yes, I did. And to be honest with you, I, I'm like Mini. I don't. I'm not that invested in the story. Do you believe Dimitri is gay? No. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, I said uh, he has to at least be bisexual for sure. You ain't gonna just. I think he. I think he. I think he's. I think he's bi. I don't think he's full on gay. No, you. And uh, see, I see. I, the reason I'm confused is because I was thinking he's bisexual, and to get out of his secret getting revealed, he had to play Leo like that because he know Leo is an idiot. That's that's how I mm-hmm. took it. But although he's yeah. convincing. I'm like, he, he knew Leo was such an idiot and he was attracted to him, so he would fall for him, and I think Leo is playing into his trick. So it's it's confusing. I, I'm going with mm-hmm. sort of Bob right now. I, I'm going to go with Bob because he knows Leo is an idiot. But, you know, he's right. convincing. He's a convincing liar. Like, I guess he's convincing to Gwen and Leo for you being a trashy friend. He's convincing to you as well. Um, mm-hmm. Who else is on the chat line? I'm not sure. I don't think Daphne watched. Did you watch this, Daphne, with Leo and stuff? I watched that, and I my assessment is I'm hoping that he's lying, that he's because because this would be the ultimate the ultimate payback to Leo for yeah. at least for us viewers considering mm-hmm. some of the stuff that Leo has done, the Nancy and Craig stuff, and all of that. Oh yeah. If, you know, if you the 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 same the same scam is stuff that you did, somebody did it to you. What do they always say? You can't con a con, mm-hmm. but if you can con a con, you are the greatest. Con. You become one of the great cons because the con mm-hmm. didn't see it coming. Um, so I'm hoping that this is that this is that he's using Leo and he's you know and all of this because to me there's got to be some more. There's got to be something else that's going on because you remember all those conversations that he's had with Megan and all of this. They're not going after the the, the mirror money. They're going after the Devon Lushner money, which is quote-unquote Alamein money. So I said I was going to watch this just because this has the potential to be in part Alamein. And you guys know how I love the Alamains, Lawrence, Nikki, Carl, well, Carly, yeah, yeah, Tui Tui, Lawrence Alamein, and Vivian. So for me, I'm hoping that this is a con. And if this is a con, I'm going to say kudos to Ron, to Ron or whoever is writing this because it would be ultimate. i, I got to agree. At this point, I, I do need a con here for Leo because this would be a little ridiculous. But um, who who is up now? I'm not sure who else is on the call. Who else is on the call for this? I think Red is still on with us. Jay, oh, I think, is still on. I don't think the Jay. What? All right, I'll go with Red. What do you think about this Leo Dimitri Gwen stuff? Do you think he's really gay? I'm so out of the loop on days, but um, oh, you I'm are. Okay. Around. Are y'all doing Y and R or? Oh yeah, Y and R be next. Yeah, we yeah we doing. Oh, GH we did in the beginning, uh, but yeah, okay, we did okay. GH. Y and R. 
Young Wine Noise next. Um, Jay, did you watch this week? Uh, let me see. If Jay, no, no, Jay didn't. Uh, no, Jay didn't watch that day. No. Okay. Now we got Marlena uses her hypnosis ma- uh, magic on Harris to get him to remember who brainwashed him and for him to stop wanting to kill Stefan. It worked because he no longer wants to kill Stefan, and he remembers um, that Ralph and Megan is the one who did all this, and they framed Lee. Um, well, he's a little incorrect about that, since Lee was sort of a part of this whole thing as well. Trash, uh, see, this is what I said. They ruined Trash's character a few weeks ago. Trash went to Lee and saying the main thing she hates is for criminals to get away with their, you know, their crimes. And he said, oh, aren't you the same person who let Talia go? And she was like, oh, that's different because he, she was in an emotional abusive relationship. He said, well, people could say that I was in an emotional abusive relationship with, with you know, with, with Gabby as well. I agree, and also Stabby had some good things this week because he ripped into her to get herself in danger because she said she wasn't going after Megan, and she got pissed off that she cursed his behind on his sandwich. I said, you go ahead. This is this is the Stabby I remember. So I, I loved it. I loved him being pissed off because he's just worried about her life and about her doing reckless stuff. And, of course, the dialogue, I think we all listening a little too good to the dialogue since we know Camilla is leaving soon. And just you know, her saying that she's gonna be safe. Don't worry about her. She will. I'm like, yeah, so yeah, this this ain't gonna end well <laughs> at all here. But I will say to me, this was probably one of my favorite Lee Shin scenes because, as I said a few weeks ago, by making trans did what she do would tell you to me that made her character a joke. She was the character who was supposed to say, I don't want criminals to get away with their stuff, but you can't go in there bashing Lee. Because because he's a criminal, but you let Talia go away with it because she's in an emotional, abusive relationship. So my issue is, does that only apply to women who's in one, or I, I don't quite I don't quite understand where trash is coming from here. So yeah, trash, yeah, yeah, your character didn't got damaged last week. Anything on this story, Kim? Um, I definitely agree. Like trash, sit down. Like at this point, I just don't even need her to even be the the what is she the district attorney something like that the whatever the opposing attorney something like that I don't even need her to be, even be fighting anyone's case or making decisions um for mm-hmm. people now too because I just don't think that's fair at all so like whatever I was definitely on the side with this one although I am a savvy fan but still I was like okay trash yes sit down mm-hmm. just get out of the room let him go free just like she did with Talia no matter what you know you resonated with or whatnot so um, yeah, Charles stood out the wear. So with Stabby, y'all, oh my gosh, I just I hate this. And this is what I mean, like when I when you hear about um characters or actors or actresses meeting mm-hmm. or they're gonna leave at this date. You know, you like them and you like their ship or whatever, but then you're like, Oh, you know, whenever they have a scene, you're like, Oh, but I know some people end eventually or I know, you know, it, this is just it's not going to last, I guess, you know, and so I can't be, I can't really get fully invested anymore. I really like them still, but I'm just like, oh, I mean, okay, it's just countdown for me, you know, unfortunately, so I don't know how it's Mm -hmm. all going to play out, but it kind of ruined my, my excitement for them, you know, getting back together. So at this point, we will see what happens, but it's a little bit, you know, a little bit disappointing with them, although I still like them, so. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Stephanie? Okay, so this is something else that I am watching or keeping my eye on. And I know I said before I I was okay with 
with Stabby. I now am looking at this, and every time I hear the comments, I'm going to be okay, or this, that, and the other, <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, the actress is leaving, so I don't know if I want to get too involved in things. But then again, the way days has become so secretive over stuff, Neil, um, they're not released. I was like, well, maybe they are going to recast. Maybe they are going to do something. Maybe they are going to give us a plot line. So I can't stop watching it. But let me just say, I feel like, okay, you guys know how I love the character of Lee. I've always wanted that she is. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted that she is involved with Gabby and all of this stuff. All of this I thought I've been let down with how they were writing Lee. But every mm-hmm. every other moment or every few weeks, when as soon as I get to say, you know, deuces to Lee, they will give him some good lines, some good dialogue, and he will act, the actor will act the mess out of it. And I'll be like, whoa, why can't they do this all the time for Lee? When Lee basically told Maria, was a Melinda Trascow, mm-hmm. I literally stood up and was crap. I was like, yep. you told me, you tell her. Tell her, tell her, tell her. And it was really good. And I was like, why can't they just write for this character? This character should be that let him be a bad guy. Let, or let, let him be kind of like Lawrence Alamein a little bit. You're a bad guy, but you sometimes do good stuff. Because I was just mm-hmm. loving it. And I feel like I agree with you guys. They have just, to me, when they let Melinda Trask, or Trask they wrote her to have sympathy for Talia. And, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, because that was one of the best things I loved about Talia. Talia wanted to put everybody in jail. She didn't care if you was a Brady, a Horton, you know, a Demira, or you was a man in the moon, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. If you did bad, she wanted to put you away. And she used to, and she got frustrated when she couldn't put the criminals, when you do bad stuff, she couldn't put you away. And I'm like, well, shoot, I don't, we don't need her now. You know, because now she's just like all of the other police DAs and everything. You know, certain people get the break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, that's in the corner with that. Um, I will say... Uh huh. I will say, as far as Fabby go, I'm with Daphne. I don't know. Maybe they will, because they surprised the shit out of us with the casting of um the new Philip, which means that was planned months in advance, and they just dropped the bomb. So Days is definitely keeping certain shit close to the guard. So who knows? Maybe it will be revealed that there's a new Gabby coming on the screen. Maybe they're keeping that close to the vet. But my only other thing is, I feel like if they're not recasting Gabby. I just keep getting a foreshadowing with Stefan and Gabby that she's going to do, she's going to put herself in a situation where I think she's going to yep. get herself killed. Uh, and this, by the way, this one played Philip before. He was just, the, um, he did so he did this version, just did a lot of crazy stuff. So he, this one did play Philip before. He was the, the last one before Jay returned. Right, but he so only he, lasted a short time. People didn't warm up to him, so they let him go. No, no, I know, but I, yeah, I know that, and I will say, I will give it to the writers, because I remember I said it, I said, hey, if y'all can't get Jay back, y'all, y'all better give me, I'm not going to say what I really said, but I said, y'all better give me John Paul back, because I want to I mean, to I'm pretty certain, I, that's why I'm pretty certain Jay must have been busy and couldn't do the, because if Jay, they couldn't get Jay in. back. Yeah, I think for sure, like, I, unless I know otherwise, or something that I don't quite know. I'm going to say that they, I, I, I don't, I think they had to reach out to Jay first. I, cause then again, his whole, even his ending 
was erupt, so I'm just assuming there's something between Days and Jay at this point that's just not clicking because even the way he left was pretty erupt before, so it's not nothing we know. Hopefully we find out one day, but I, I will have a difficult time believing they didn't. I'll give them, John but... Paul I'll give John Paul a second chance because he didn't do too well at mm-hmm. Philip. I give him a chance I think he could well know most older and I think I, I th- I'm assuming that they used a Philip that we know because of flashback reasons. So and I'm assuming it's gonna lead up getting to Victor thing, but I guess We'll see what happens when we get to that. Um, but I, I do agree. I think at this point, I think they had to know with a chance that Camilla was going to leave because the dialogue is too heavy-handed. They keep talking about how she keeps putting herself in danger and how worried he is. So I'm assuming, as you mentioned, she's going to do something that's going to put herself in extra danger where we won't be seeing the character anymore for a long time. So I agree. Um Wendy finally decides who um, who she wants to be with other Trip and Johnny, especially after the discussion she had with Lee, where he's pretty much saying you need to choose one of these men and stop meeting both in the morning. You know who you want to be with, but you're just not deciding. So she decides to tell Johnny that he's not over Chanel right now. No matter what, he continues to put Chanel first, and she doesn't want to be in a relationship like that. That is why she has chosen to be with the reliable Trip Johnson for now. So Trip and Wendy are officially a couple now. Do any of us care about this? I don't. Not everybody speak at once. Okay. I'm not a fan of Wendy. I'm be honest with you. I'm some car. Yeah. Um, Kim Kids, anything from you? You know, not a thing. I'm not a Wendy fan either. I'm glad she chose Trip because I like Janelle with Chanel. I mean, uh, giant Janelle. <laughs> I use a ship name. Sorry, but I, I, I like yeah, like Janelle, like Johnny and Chanel. So, you know, good. For her and Trump. Okay, now, hopefully, well, I shouldn't say that. Hopefully, won't see them on screen a lot more. But, you know, I just, I don't care. Good for them. So, I just hope you, you know, her and Johnny don't get back together at all. So, yay for them. I'm going to skip that because I doubt she has anything to say on this. I, I'd be real shocked if she does. Um, Thank you. I, I did not. I do not. <laughs> okay. Let, okay. Let's go to which one shall we do? Oh, jeez, I might miss. Oh, I shouldn't go to this one first. Abe has been de- declared dead, so a new actor mayor, Clint Rollins, is now in charge, and he's out for blood for everyone in town, it seemed like. He's upset that Sweet Bits is still open because the food poisoned half the town. What a joke this is. If it was up to him, this company would not be open right now. He told Chanel that her charms has worked on everyone, including her professor, but it would not work on him. And if she's involved, her and her pathetic family is involved in one more incident, she would never do business in town again. Sean drinking has gotten out of control, and he gets called out by Rafe, who said he shouldn't be doing this in the, as his officer. So he suspends Sean. Sean calls him out for being a straight-up hypocrite since he's not the only one breaking news because he knows he's been hooking up with Detective Hunter in secret. How he knows that, I don't know. But Sean reveals that he's not a snitch. He ain't saying those words, but pretty much that's what he said. So he said he's not telling anyone. Unfortunately, he spoke too loud that the new acting mayor came around the corner. He said that had better not been right what I just heard. So he talks to Jada Hunter when she comes back and she confirms the suspicions. So he said, you know what, Rafe, you need to be fired because you violated the department policy. Okay. Kim, your thoughts on this? We got a new acting mayor in town that's Hopefully this is going to end real soon, but he's out for war against everybody right now. So what did you think about all of these stories? Uh, I don't know how I feel about the new acting mayor. Um, It seems like he's just out to 
just ruin everyone's lives and stuff. And just, I don't know. I, I, I just, the jury fell out with me on how I feel about him so far. I don't like him. Um, what are you doing? So we will see. I'm just hoping that a, a he gets comes around and gets better and heal completely so he can get back into this role. But yeah, I'm not like what he's doing. Everybody, he's just he's just horrible at this point. So yeah, I just I'm gonna need I'm gonna need him to see, see some changes if that's gonna ever happen. But yeah, no, not liking it. It's Um, I don't. I really don't care about this story either. There's very limited stuff on days that I even bothered. I skipped through a lot on days, but I really could care less. But I'm actually liking Brandon Beamer acting out in this role, though, with the drinking storyline and whatever. And I could care less about race. Um, I'm not sure. Daph, is this another one you skipped past here? Actually, I did not. Um, okay. So first of all, um, Kim, we got to keep our eye on the acting mayor, Clint. Because I think he's dubious. Okay. So we, I think yeah, he, he may have some little villainy or something in him. So we got to keep okay. our eye on him as a DM member. Will do. Um, I don't know because I, I was agreeing with him because I was sitting here going, you know what? If this was real life, Sweet Bitch would never be able to come back. Agreed. After all of this, That's it, true. Would never be, it would never be able to come back because you basically poisoned. There would be so many freaking lawsuits over what you've done. I mean, look at the shenanigans that um, I, all I'm thinking about is Nicole. I mean, even though Nicole is probably going hallelujah, I got my miracle baby. Um, She don't know who her baby daddy is. So I was loving that part. Um, For some reason, I'm liking Clint, the, um, that quote-unquote acting mayor. Um, Sean, Brandon Beamer. Why have we not gotten more writing for this character? Um, because I love the fact he called Rafe out. It was funny. It was deserved. And I was like, you go. Take a little bit of alcohol to make you, to make you just speak your mind. I was loving it. Um, now I forgot who, who actually saw him drinking on the pier in the brown paper bag. Like he was nine, like it was 1972. I forget that because I was fast forwarding through that. But um, I did love Race getting fired um, and all of that. But, yeah, I, I stopped and watched bits and pieces of it, and I loved it. Yeah, Trash Psalm. Trash was on there. Okay. They really didn't put damage to her character. But, okay. Um, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to the same mm-hmm. theme. We got uh, the Abe is still missing. He's with this nutcase Whitley, but he knows that she's not his wife because although she's trying to keep convincing him that his mind is going crazy. And poor guy just keeps getting drugs. It, it's so heartbreaking to watch. He should get at least an honorable Kim Kids because this dude is going through some torture. Every time mm-hmm. he figures out something, he, he, he gets the needle. And then even Jerry is at the point like, man, I didn't know we was going to be doing this. Now we're over here drugging people with the heck. And this dude is trapped into this body and soul looking at this to the point I'm even confused. I think I'm drugged up. I'm like, what the heck is body and soul? Does these characters look like, are they supposed to look like these right. characters? That I, I'm just so like when he sees, like when he sees a case, he's going to be like, you look like the lady from body and soul. I, I'm just, I know the soap apple and I'm going to use my imagination, but my goodness, I, I'm confused as heck doing this. And then we got um, Stephen, uh, 
Stephen John, who's getting a little confused with the story about AIDS, the death is really not making any sense to him, his disappearance, because they're saying Whitley was the last one to see it, this person, and she's like the one, and especially when they said she's the one showed up to show her condolences, it just doesn't make much sense to them, so they're trying to get back to the bottom of what happened to Abe and why all of this happened. I even love the Theo and Paulina scenes. Those scenes were very nice where he's not like in public speaking, but he said he wanted to talk to, you know, mm-hmm. Paulina about this. And I'm going I'm to give the actor who's playing Theo some credit. I do think, even though this is a limited run, I do think this is the best he's been used. This is the first time I've really cared for this version of Theo. So I guess the actor could do something if they get the, the material. Or, or probably he's better served not as a leading man in a love triangle, for, uh, in a love story right now because I really do enjoy this and then Lonnie uh had flashbacks pretty much with this guy Jerry who wanted to tell Theo something but he didn't so she pretty much goes to him and say hey can you just tell me any type of information you could have on AIDS but I could know and he finally breaks and say I'm sorry I never wanted it to get this way I didn't know it would get this way but you know your dad is alive and he goes, she opens the door, goes to the house, and she see a there who looks just completely out of it. So we got the truth coming out. And the I think Whitley is lying to Steve and saying that Jeremy was back to um, see him. So, Kim, what is your thoughts on this Abe storyline? And finally, we get a movement. And do you, uh, are you as confused with body and soul that I am at this point? I'm very confused because then Abe popped up in the scene, too. And I'm like, <laughs> confused. He's looking at himself. So. Okay, this is this is really gonna mess with him when he comes to and he's back home with Paulina and everything. We're Paulina. I'm just, I mean, it, that's just all just weird. I mean, I know what they're trying to do, but then it's like, okay, this is confusing the viewers now at this point. So, poor Abe, he definitely got my Kim care. Um, he he's just getting drugged, his tears, every time his the tears fall down his eyes, I'm just like, this is just horrible. Poor Abe, what in the world did he do to deserve all of this? I mean, he couldn't help that he really couldn't remember his wife and called her Paulina. He didn't know, and she just took full advantage of that and stuff, and you know, John and them found out that, you know, her husband was deceased and everything, and maybe he just thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, he called me his wife, so I'm going to, you know, my husband's in the feast, I'm a widow, so I'm going to, you know, use him as my husband, you know, I just, I don't know, it's just, it's just so strange and bizarre and sad, and poor A, poor Paulina, them. I love the scenes between Paulina and Theo, too, those are amazing, and it's interesting, too, because with Theo, you know, he, he, especially when they really first got together, I was wondering how is that dynamic going to be and everything, you know, with Lexi and everything gone and stuff like that. Like, how, how is he going to like Paulina accept her? I mean, he did obviously for eight, but then during these things, unfortunately, you know, he got a chance to get to know her a lot more and stuff and just bond with her. And I liked how he went over everything um, with her and especially when he was like, you know, and then she was going to demolish the square, but do this, but that would have been crazy. And all this, and she was like, oh, he's like, that's too harsh. I'm sorry. I, I to be too blunt. He said, yeah, you are, but you know what? That's okay. Go ahead and keep it because it's the truth. You know, he just kept on and then at the very end when he was like, you know, you're just so sweet, so loving and so just glad my dad had it. John was just like, oh my gosh. And then I just love those bonding moments between them two and making them grow closer too. So I loved that with them. I'm glad that Lonnie put two and two together and was like, you know, let me go see this Jerry guy because this is just this weird. He's just acting really too antsy and stuff. 
And then, of course, John and Steve saying, you know what, this is Salem. And people come from the dead, come back from the dead one, two, three, five times, twice over. So let's just go ahead and dig more deep in, deeper into this. So I'm glad they're doing this and they're on to things, too. Um, when Lonnie busted that door at Nurse Willie's apartment and saw her daddy, he's like, Dad, I was like, oh, my gosh, finally. So I'm, I'm curious to find out what's going to happen. I know, I believe Nurse Willie was at the hospital. Um, before they showed the last scene with, with Lonnie and Abe. So I don't know if she's going to catch her in time before Lonnie can get, get him out of it because, you know, he can't walk on his own because he's just drugged up and everything. He's still recovering and everything from the surgery. So I don't know how that's going to play out, but I am so excited to find out. I'm loving the movement. Let's get it going. I'm here for it. So, but yeah, poor Abe. Definitely Kim cares for him. Victoria, is this another storyline you don't care about? Is she still? Well, I'll go to you, Daphne. What about you? You watch this? Actually, I did not get a chance to finish this up this week, even though I am interested in it. Um, to me, body and soul is sometimes better than the actual show has been sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so, but I haven't. I wasn't able to get to all of it this week, so I can't comment. Okay, I'm going to go to end this off. Um, this is a an, an interesting storyline. Okay, Rachel means whatever, wherever she was. I don't know, boarding school. I, I, I forgot where this child camp, wherever she was, to come home to see her mom. And then at first she's pissed off with mom. She's like, Mom, you didn't even care and wish me off away. You don't love me, you know, with those annoying kids. So, and she said, oh, I was held down in the tunnels by your mean, by your mean uh, auntie, uh, Megan. So then she forgave her mother. But she asked, I would help her out. Her first instance was, I need to tell your dad because he needs to know what's happening. But, of course, she doesn't do that because Rachel, the little Rachel, owns the house and owns everything that happened. So... She decides to keep um, her, I don't know where she's at, in the tunnels, where, I don't know, the attic. I, just, okay. I don't know. The, the child is being kept with her. So Rachel gets declared missing because no one could find this child. But it doesn't take Brady much time to figure out that this whole looking for Rachel thing is stupid because everybody knows who has this evil Rachel. So everyone is looking in town for the little paper missing for I don't even understand he talked to Marlena about this and said, come on, we know we know deep down who has this kid because she will be looking for the kid as well. And Marlena said, you know what, let me go ahead and talk with Kristen. I could probably get through to her because especially I know when someone is lying to me. So I can get through to her. All the while, we get Kristen and Lonnie, who shockily reunite. And, you know, she says, I'm sorry about your daughter. Then Kristen is like, yeah, I know, I've been looking for it. Then Lonnie said, yeah, you wouldn't happen to be lying to me, right? And she's like, of course I'm not. And she's pretty much smart like us. Like, why are you just waiting in the house? Your your daughter is missing and you seem awfully calm. Like, are you serious right now? And she pretty much gave her some good advice about look at how her life is right now. Do you want to go down this same path? Do, unfortunately, he is the parent, the custodian parent right now. You have to play by the rules. This is not the way to do it. Just do things by the book and you will get your daughter back. And then she's pretty much preparing her situation. Like, you know how it is to be away from your kids. I think it's different situations, but she said, you know how it is to be different and they related to that. And I think deep down, Lonnie knows that Kristen knows what her child is, like everyone else knows because they smart enough to know this. So Marlena comes through the tunnels and she sees 
Kristen and I actually loved this scene because she was like, why didn't you use the front door? She said, well, we know you wouldn't have let me in. So I just wanted to kind of just come in through this way. And she knows the tunnel so well at this point. So she pretty much told Kristen, you know, hey, can you tell me where my granddaughter is? And she said, I don't know or anything like that in line. And with her name, Marlena pretty much seen straight through her. And she was saying, what was different than when he kept my kid away from me? She said, oh, you were told that three people lobbed over his head at this time. That that was that was the difference. And she would keep saying hypothetically, we like, yeah, okay. She said, well, you know what? When you see my if you see my granddaughter, tell her her grandmother loved her very much. And then uh, Kristen pretty much said, why don't you go speak to Bell, pretty much lawyer about you know, fixing this custody arrangement so I could get the same thing. So at this point, Kristen, you might as well just say you have the daughter because you ever asked to make zero sense at this point. So she goes to Brady and pretty much says, at this point, the kid wants to love both parents. So, you know what, just pretty much roused him to go ahead and sign a new custody agreement. And then lawyer Bell was luckily there and he pretty much agrees. Bell, go ahead and sign up the new papers. So we go back to the mansion with Bell and, sorry, sorry, with Kristen and Brady. And this is where the fun begins. He gives her new papers, and I'll give it to Eric Mostov. You can see the disgust on his face. He is a, he is just pissed off right now, and he she's so happy. She's like, yes, I think Rachel is going to love this. This is going to be good for both the parents. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm going to get shared custody. You know, the shared custody she had before that she took him to court for. But let, let's not forget that. That just happened a few months ago, but let's not talk about that right now. She's so happy. She signed the papers. She has the biggest happiness in her face. He grabbed them papers and he ripped it. And I said, wow. <laughs> I did, I'll be honest, I didn't expect that. I, I expected a twist just because of how Brady was looking. I, I said, for some reason, I said, if she's just writing her rights away forever or something, that's what I thought she was, right? And I didn't think he would just rip it up to make her think she got it and then pretty much just rip it away from her at that moment. So um, I'm not sure if you back, Victoria, but if so, did you watch the storyline or? I don't know. I don't think she's going right now. Okay, I'm going to let you go to you, Dev. Did you watch the storyline? A microphone moment. I'm not sure that you're I'm, 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 I'm here. I dropped my phone. Um, yeah, actually, I, I didn't watch this. I did mm-hmm. watch this, but daggone it, I think I am going to go watch this later on because this sounded good. Because <laughs> after I've seen the promo, I'm going to definitely go watch it. I did see a little bit of Lonnie and, um, of Lonnie and Kristen. <laughs> And I was uh-huh. like, Dad, you see, they they got that's a couple. That's what you call a sister with a not a romance, but a sis man or a sister romance. Mm-hmm. So they were good. I was hoping that they would get to see each other while while um Lonnie was at KM. Uh huh. Kim, your thoughts? Yeah, I was so shocked and surprised at the same time when Brady did that. When he ripped those two, he tore those papers up and didn't bat an eye. He didn't bat an eye at all. When he mm-hmm. was looking at her dead right in her eyeballs when she redid that, I was like, yep. And she was so taken aback. I was like, yes, Brady, yes. I'm so tired of her getting her way and stuff. And I y'all know, I hate to say this, 
okay? So for the record, this is just a soap opera, okay? Oh, so my God, that sounds bad. This going to be so bad. Okay. Personally, to me, Brady, Brady, needs to give, Brady needs to give in to Kristen already, get together, because oh, no, yeah. Brady looks miserable. Brady looks miserable and insufferable. Oh, no, sorry. Go right after Kim. Kim, go ahead and finish it. Go ahead. I'm 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, I was just going to say, you know, at this point, I really need for Brady to say, you know what? I love my children. I do, but this isn't worth nothing to me. I, you can have Rachel. I don't ever, ever want to see her again. I don't care. She keeps doing this and put me through this with you, y'all can have each other and live happily ever after. I'm going to quote what you say to you, have a blessed day, and have him walk out of that mansion <laughs> and not ever see now one of them again. I, I hate, like I said, I hate to say this, but I just need for him to just say, in, in, in life, I, yeah, I have a daughter, but yep, she's somewhere. I don't know, and I don't care. I really need him to say that because I'm so sick of her, and I'm sick of Kristen. <sighs> Yeah. Someone that's someone call you a gangster in the chat room, Kim. You call a gangster. <laughs> I never thought I would hear Kim Kids being called a gangster. This is a this is a turning point in soap party. I'm not sure this is a good day for soap party here. We got <laughs> Thank y'all. I appreciate y'all for that. Thank I don't think that's good. We Kim is not gonna be a gangster. We go she's gonna have to turn on days if this is what's gonna turn to happen, you We can't have this for Kim Kids. Uh go ahead, Victoria. What is your thoughts on? Victoria. <laughs> uh, you had any uh, comments on this, Victoria? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Bra- Brady mm-hmm. needs to give in because the chemistry between Brady and Kristen is still hot. Brady is a miserable, inseparable guy. And I just need them to do something with Brady. Like, at this point, Brady, she keeps leaving to see her mother. What? Why is that not clicking in your head? Just do the shared custody and you ain't got no problem. She keeps going back to her mother. Like, I don't feel Brady's doing any, I don't feel like Brady's doing any justice to Rachel. Okay, I have a question. If do you if remember Kristen had shared custody in the first place? Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, do you remember, do you know why Brady has sole custody right now? No, I remember. But my, so I'm not condoning what Chris. I don't. I'm not condoning what Kristen did. No, I'm no, not no, I'm not condone. saying it. No, no. I'm saying no. I'm saying she had. She had shared custody. Remember? And she, because she was jealous of Chloe and Brady, she said, "I'm taking you to the court." She wanted to strip him away from his rights. That's what happened. And Bell said, "Remember in court." Bell said, "Please don't do this." And remember, that's when she brought up in court. Oh, can you do something because he killed Philip? She did all of that and she lost custody. So this is my issue with this storyline. She had shared custody. This storyline did not need to happen because of her jealousy and thinking that Brady was going to fall back in love with her. Right, she but see, the problem a- is, is, no, I get it, but I feel like you have to figure out something to do with Rachel at this point now. Well, you can see has left- school because right now, because right now, Brady, at this point, this is the one storyline I can't slam Brady for. He's been a victim of – I do not care if they have the best chemistry in the in the world. I do not care. He has given into this lady for way too long. And at the point that she literally yep. held three lives over this man's head, this is why he was – this is why he – whether people like Brady and Chloe or not, this is why he lost Chloe because he had to lie to this. He's lost so much for this nut. Oh, God, I hate Chloe. 
How, you could hate him, but Brady loved the lady, and he don't now. He don't have the love of his life at this moment because of this psychopath he keeps delivering orders to. So I think in that moment when he ripped up that sheet, I think he said, "You know what? You know this is Daphne's favorite line. When does it end?" At this point, if I keep giving in to this lady, at what point it's, I'm, I'm always going to give up to this lady? Because Eric told him this a while ago. Remember when she had these three lives over his head and he finally confronted Eric and said, Eric, this is what's going on. Eric saying, wait a minute, why didn't you tell me earlier? He's the one who said, let's pretend your daughter has been kidnapped because you cannot keep playing with Kristen games. And guess what happened? Kristen actually gave them, she took them to where, wherever, what was this thing, the orchid? She took them to where the orchid was and guess what? The orchid was missing. This is what happens when you play by her games right now. This whole thing wouldn't have happened if Brady had played dirty a lot earlier. So unfortunately, we don't like Brady to act dirty, but we okay with Kristen keep doing everything she wants. And you know why Rachel keeps going to Kristen? Because Rachel doesn't know how evil her mother is because, again, Brady has also protected Rachel from that. He, again, is not saying she does not know one even thing that her mother has done. And that's the issue I am having at this storyline. I'm at, I'm at I the think point that's I what it is. Person. She's yearning for her mother, but she don't oh, know what her mother the, really does. But Rachel has a touch of her mother in her. Yes, she does. And I think it's too, and I do agree with that. I think, unfortunately, it's too late to change Rachel. I, I don't think even... When I think she even gets older, up. she's going to be the younger version of Kristen when she gets older. I've got to agree. I think at this point, it don't even matter what she finds out about her. But I think at this point, I don't know at what age you're supposed to tell your kids what your mother is. But I do think Brady has protected her too long. And I don't see necessarily how he's a bad guy. Again, if you get into Kristen, what is next? Because she's literally, has, she has a pattern of keep doing this. It's like You know what I think? I think I need something different. I think I need something different for Brady. He just seems so miserable and inseparable. And I just can't look at Brady on the TV screen. It's just, I'm just like, okay, we need to do I, something a little different with but Brady. He, but he, but you know, but you I know can tell you why he's, he's miserable. miserable. He's miserable because they tied him with a child that he did not even consent to having. And please, folks, don't tell me that he knew it was Kristen halfway through the act because it was a right on after the fact. She put a Nicole mask on to sleep with him to keep him. He had something with Tate. Not. He had something with Teresa and Tate. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, you would bring the more. Yeah, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But right now, that's, it's why he's, like, that's what I'm trying to say right now is why he's miserable. And that's like, what I'm saying here. Whether you, like, let's everyone put their hatred from Chloe aside. From Brady's point of view, this is the woman he wanted to be with. This psychopath Kristen has literally disrupted, disrupted any happiness he's had to the point even Rachel is now brainwashed by the mother. So he don't have his daughter. He doesn't have who he wants to be, but he just needs to continue to be with this psychopath he's seeing. That's all he just has to be tied to Kristen forever. I will be honest. I will be looking miserable every day. You was like, yes, yeah, it didn't change. I will be miserable every single day of my life. I will have a pout in my face, too. I, I, I want to be happy. Every single day he has to see this lady, and he's tied to her forever because of the kids. And that's what happens when you, you know, just... I do agree it is time to bring Teresa stuff back on the show because uh, to get some, something else to do. Because until then, I guess I will have to see him keep being tied to Kristen. That's what I have to keep watching. So, Anything mm-hmm. else you need to say on that, um, on, on this, uh, Carrie, before you, we head over to Juana? No, uh, no, I'm I'm with you. I mean, bring Tate back, bring Teresa. Just, just, and uh, this is another case where you have – 
the person with the, I, I, I'm all for redeeming people, but not on the backs of their people who they victimize. And this is, this is exactly what it is. And yet, and yet somehow there's narrative that Brady's not a good dad. Well, don't put me in that fucking club. <clears throat> nope. Well, I think he's not a good dad for not telling Rachel about his wife and mother before. That's, that, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's what I said. He's a good dad right then and there to me because it wouldn't be me. But <laughs> that's that. I know there's a few people on YNR that are some really good dads and not good dads, but so we go to YNR. Oh, who's these people? Oh, okay, yeah, good dad. Who 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 says we he ain't going to go watch his uh, daughter get blown up to yeah, one of the rings. Good dad. Uh, Kyle, he didn't shoot no woman over his ba- daughter. Ba- bad, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Bad dad number one, Kyle can't seem to forgive Summer because he's too busy banging Audra. Meanwhile, Tucker finds a way to get the EMT guy, which apparently no everybody in the brother was looking, but Tucker found him because he had, now now he's hatching a plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louie has a new place, and Phyllis finally surrenders with her kids by her side, and Heather as her lawyer because apparently Michael had outside projects, and she comes down the stairs face to face with Cricket. And I'm, I probably forgot something, and if I did, we can... Yes, you did, Sharon's storyline. Sharon has... Oh, I, for I did department. write that, actually. I, that was the first, I, saw, mm-hmm. I didn't, You know what? I didn't scroll up far enough. Sharon propositions Adam, but not in the way mm-hmm. some people want. She wants... She pr- propositions Adam to merge her newfound company that she got from the scumball of Kirsten... What the fuck's his name? Cameron, to, with his... Uh, what has he got? Newman Media? No, not Newman. What's he got? He got... I don't know what the name of his company is, but yeah... Oh, Tucker McCall, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah, we talking about that one, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Sharon wants them to work together and merge because she had had a conversation with Nick and then Victor, and she figures that he'd be more receptive to working with her than Nick because everybody's trying to watch Alpha Adam these days, which is kind of funny. <laughs> um, so interesting that this here uh, Cameron story is going to be an umbrella story for Sharon. And it's a new a new page for her, and she's not going to just go back to pouring coffee in her beautiful oh. attire. Uh, mm-hmm. Kim, what do you think about Sharon's idea that she and Adam merge their companies? I am actually loving it. I'm a Sharon fan, too. And although, you know, obviously they're probably won't be together anytime soon at all, or even in the future, I don't know. But I love their friendship, so I'll take it for now. But... I just love the fact that Sharon, I think that's what Sharon asked Victor about when she was like, you know, I have a proposition for you. And they didn't show their conversation, but I think that's what they were leaning towards. And I think Victor probably said, well, you know what? Yeah, why not? So I'm loving that she's kind of, I know she sees the disappointment in his face and how he's been spiraled back to quote unquote old ways, you know, as people say. But I just like the fact that Sharon is enticing him now. He's intrigued and he's gonna think about merging the company together. I'm loving it. I think it's gonna be great if he's gonna be partners with anyone. I think it definitely should be Sharon because they do have that history. And I like the fact that he was like, well, you know, if we merge companies, you know that's going to, like, ruin or it could possibly ruin a friendship because, you know, I'm ruthless, I do this, blah, blah, blah. You ready for that? She's like, yeah, you know, bring it on, <laughs> you know, because she knows that. I mean, through everything they've been through, they're still 
friends and I don't think that's ever going to change. It's Shadow, of course. They all love their chemistry. I don't care whatever scene they have, if they're arguing or whatever. They're awesome together. And with business partners, I think they're going to be even better. So I'm excited, and I hope he accepts, and I'm ready for it. Daphne? You know what? I think I'm going to like this. This is one going to get, hopefully get shared at the coffee house. Um, if you, we're going to get hopefully more scenes with Adam and Sharon, even though it's not in the way that we may want to see them together. But, you know, I was sitting here thinking, I hope they go and take down Victoria because Victoria's not going to see Sharon coming or she's going to Mm -hmm. not think Sharon is a worthy, a worthy opponent for her. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens when, you know, arrogance takes over. So I'm interested in this. I want to see what. Um, I, Daph, I cut out. Were you done, Daph? Because I, I lost you there for a second. Yeah, I don't hear her either. So yeah, okay. we don't hear you. Uh, I was about to say it was for me. Uh, Victoria, uh, are you here for Sharon and Adam to merge their companies? I'll go here. Okay, let me go. So I'm, I'm here, Victoria. Either you still on, right, Carrie? Yep. Okay. Well, I'll go. I'm, I'm uh, Daphne, Victoria. If you come back on, just raise your hand or something. I'm not on the switchboard right now, though. Just to let you know. Um. I would say, yes, I'm definitely here for it. Like, for me, although I know Dad said this ain't the way I want to see it, for me, this is how I want to see it, because do I believe they're going to be together? No. But I just want, again, a consistency of a friendship, and that's what I want. And I like that, again, if I could see the real Adam back, I'm cool. I'm cool with him just sharing scenes with Sally, Chelsea, Sharon, the Newmans. That's all. I just want a good balance of it. So the fact that he was like, I don't want to do this because you are one of the few people who actually I do consider a good friend and I, you, and it's one of the mm-hmm. ones he value the most. That's the one I can't. This is the friendship I really cannot lose after everything else. I yep. So I felt that that was a real good insight of how he really views Sharon and how much he values that friendship. He's like, I'm not going to work with you because, as he said, he's going to be different. The business, Adam, is a lot different than how I am right now. Okay. So he's like, it's not even worth it at this point. So I actually really loved it, and I love their scenes. I just love just the friendship being there, and I'm fine with it. I don't expect them to be together, but if I could get consistent good scenes of my favorite ship, then I am here for it. I hope he approves of it. And I can't wait to see what happens. It was a, it was a nice shock because I didn't really expect – any upcoming Sharon and Adam type connected right. on And even if you're going to have Nick there, that would be interesting of a triangle of Sharon yeah. telling you how to be a truth and of a triangle because that's probably the best, that's be quite that was the best <laughs> triangle that the brothers were in because all their other triangles has been fells that they've been a part of. So it would be interesting mm-hmm. to see that little balance of them and to see Sharon a businesswoman again. So I'm here mm-hmm. for it and I loved it. So I, I hope he truly accepts it and we get something new for a change. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff, you're back. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, I don't know if what you guys heard me what I said. Um, I said I think I'm going to like this. Um, I think I'm going to like Sharon being into the corporate world because she's been there before. 
Um, I, I think I said um, about Adam has friends. He's got a friend. Somebody's trying to keep him from the dark side. Because have you noticed they got Adam wearing the black suits again, the, you know, the all black? You notice when Adam is on his going to the dark side, he dresses in all black. Um, what I'm interested <laughs> in seeing is I am hoping that he accepts. I am hoping that it's going to be Adam, Nick, and Sharon, and this is the takedown of Victoria. Mm-hmm. Because I be don't careful. think that I, I mm-hmm. don't think that Victoria is going to see. She's going to see Adam coming, but she's not going to see Nick. Well, no, she's going to see Adam coming. From history, she's going to see Nick coming because you got to remember Dark Horse and the mask and stuff. But I don't think she's going to see Sharon coming, and Sharon is going to be that wild card. So I'm here for this. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see what this is going to go on. We're going to get more Adam and Sharon scenes if he does this. So, yes, I'm for mm-hmm. this. Where does that leave little old Sally? With Chloe, with her fashion. <laughs> Oh my God! Okay. Playing with material. Playing with material. Um, well, all by myself. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't expect that. Kim, can you write Kim Kids a real gangster today? <laughs> yeah, she, Kim hasn't cared for any. Wait a minute, Kim hasn't cared for anybody so far. What the hell? Let me see. Um, so Here is my thing. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, oh, go ahead, Victoria. We call that's right. You're back. Um, go ahead. Uh, Wait, go me ahead, or Kim? Yeah. Oh no, no, you, Victoria. Okay, so as far as the Adam go, I like Adam and Sharon as a friendship. But what I'm ha- the thing is, I like dark brooding Adam. But I think my problem I'm having <laughs> with this whole storyline with Adam is. You know, oh, he's all alone. Where is Chelsea and Connor in this? He's not alone. He has a family with Chelsea and Connor. If yeah, anything, him mm-hmm. and Chelsea are friends. So why is he mm-hmm. leaning on that side either? Why is he, he leaning on his son? I don't like that because then they're going to try to portray Adam as a bad father. And one thing is Adam loves Connor. And that thing, that's what's pissing me off. It's not only Sharon that he has either. You know, he has a whole son and a mother of his son, and him and Chelsea has pretty much always kept a decent co-parenting, friendship-type style relationship. Why? My thing is, where is Chelsea? Chelsea don't know that he lost the baby. It should have been a scene with him, Chelsea, and Connor or something. It's like, and then it's getting on my nerves, this whole this whole Victor Newman media, Newman media, Adam, Adam's going down the bad path. It's just, I'm just over it. Like, if you're going to make Adam the bad guy, then make Adam the bad guy or whatever. I just don't like the fact that he's digressing into the evilness because of fucking Sally. Well, oh, thank you. Well, man, yeah, would it help you out? I, you weren't listening, but I was saying that weeks ago. I think Carrie comes out for me. I've been saying I'm okay with the Sally thing, but y'all going to have to chill out with this. He has Karna and Chelsea. I, I would like, and I've been the one, shockingly, the one who hasn't been a, Ch- a Chelsea and Adam shipper, but I've been probably defending them the most. Where, with no, the I've always been a Chelsea like, and Adam shipper. But yeah, so my point, no, even if no, 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 no. But I'm saying, no, no, I'm defending it. I'm saying me as the one who was not a shipper, I actually have been defending it and saying that we need to see better from them. We, when him, when he literally was talking about how, oh, I don't have anyone. I said, what the heck you mean? You have your son. So I do agree the way they've been Right. Like, I feel awful. like that's such a missed, 
they that's a mismark they did with this writing. I'm like, you have your son, go see your son who's been having problems to begin with. I don't know how they're ushering Melissa Claire Egan out, but I have a funny feeling we're not even gonna get a storyline. She's a, we're just not gonna see her and they're just gonna say Chelsea's doing this, Chelsea's doing that, then boom, Chelsea's back on the screen. But that's my whole point. Like I don't like the fact that they make it seem like Adam has nobody. Right. And I Vic and I can't say the way Victor's mentality is with Adam. I'm the only one you have and you know you need me. No, he has his son. He has Nicole. Nikki's like the best stepmother. Uh Nikki has never liked Adam. <laughs> no, no, she loves him. <laughs> So, Lily's got her new place. She's going to keep everything kind of as it is. Um, Vaughn and Abby are moving to the mansion. Yeehaw. Where was Lily living before? She, I, I think she was living with Billy, wherever he was, because I think she was shacking up with Billy. Billy moved out of that place. Yeah, yeah, Lily was just living there. So where's Bi- uh-huh. so where's Billy living now? With Chelsea upstairs on the crimson? Or no, isn't he at the mansion? Yeah, Billy's at the mansion. Well, oh, that's he, right. Know. Yes, is, he is at the mansion. That's right. He is. Yep, oh, he's, he's back at the, at the Abbott Mansion. Uh-huh. So, anybody have anything for Devon and Abby moving to Chancellor Mansion? I don't. That's cute. Nice. I'm fine with it. I mean, I know I'm the majority. Some people don't like Abby and Devon, and they think it's thing, but I actually don't mind Abby and Devon. On in my head and on paper, they make sense. That them two being together, it does make sense, and I'm I'm okay with it. I I don't hate it. You know, and honestly, there's, you know, and they have a hitch, long history, so it makes sense in my head. I just think it was when she didn't need to cheat on Chance or he didn't need to cheat on, but he's a serial cheater. He's like another Nick. Don't he cheat on every girl? Pretty much. I'm just curious to know where do they go with them moving forward now? Or Like, I guess they're going to get mixed up in this whole Tucker and, Ashley and all this other stuff. But my thing is, what's the plan for them? Or like, are they going to get married? Is there going to be another baby storyline? Like, you know, that's the only thing. I don't know what the story is for them. And I just hope Devon don't cheat on Abby or Abby don't cheat on Devon. I agree I'm with not, you completely. I'm not I, <laughs> I agree with you completely on that, too. I, I like that. I'm a Dabby. I keep using everyone's ship name, but I like Dabby. I mean, goodness, Devon and Abby, I like them as well, too. Yeah, they make um, sense in my head. They do. Me, too. Yeah, they make sense to me, too. And like you said, on paper and everything, they make sense. And, and I honestly, he does cheat on, like, every girl or whatever. So I really hope this is, I really, I hope he doesn't do that to Abby. I think they, they work really, really well together. Um, and so I'm also curious. I think it's really sweet and good, and it makes sense for them to move to the mansion now because, as Chance said, you know, it'll give, more, give um, the, um, uh, Dominic more space and everything like that, and, and he won't be confused. Or he, of course, he loves the penthouse too, but he has he's a child. He gets to run around and just have the gardens and outside, just everything. He gets to have more time than Chance. It'll be easier for Chance to go, and, and Dom, Dominic can be at one central location at the mansion. And they have plenty of space. So now I'm also wondering where they're going to go now with the storyline and where they're going to go from here with 
Dominic and raising them and whose story they're going to be mixed up in, what's going to happen. Like, I just, I just really hope it's not another cheating thing because I, I don't, I, I like them together. Actually, I want them to stay together. Um, Jeff, do you have an opinion on Abby and Devon? Uh, no, not really. I mean, they okay. I do like it when, when, to me, Devon is better when he's in the business setting, especially since the last couple of months, but they all right. I kind of answer, yeah. I've never been a big with it. I've never shipped any of Devon's pairings all, you know, all that much. Um, the only thing I got to say about the Devon and Abby is in every Devon pairing, I feel like the women always carry Devon in the story. Well, the issue I'm having here is I don't know who carries who between Devon and Abby because Abby's not Abby's very bland, and she and in any of her pairings, the guys always carry the story. So uh-huh. I'm just like, okay, you got two people who don't carry when they're in pairings with the other people. So... But no, this pairing, because Devon is the one who's telling her, look, don't no attention to Tucker. Um, I know that's your mama, but your mama them got issues over there. Um, He's the one that's making her see through through Ashley a little bit, which is why so I, I said... Guess Devon's I carrying, so I guess Devon's carrying... So I guess Devon's the one carrying the pairing this well, time. Well, no, no, because no, I understand what... See, to me, yeah, that's true, Daphne, but what I'm saying, I don't think... If, when I think of a person carrying, I, 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 for me, it's more of the dynamics of the, the, the who's got the um, sizzle and the spark, and neither one of them have it. Michelle Morgan. Right, like with, with Devon and with Devon and Elena, you knew Elena was carried would carry the pairing. Devon and Amanda, you knew it was Amanda. Mm-hmm. Devon and Hillary, it was Hillary. So I feel like Devon has never been the one, the strong one in the pairings. It was always the female counterpart. And my, and then I felt the same way with Abby. Abby wasn't the strong one in the pairing. It was always who she's with. Now you put her with Devon. It's well, except for Abby, this the recast of Chance and Abby was another bland one. But my thing is, when you put Devon and Abby together now, I feel like who's really carrying it? There is no. I when I look right, that's what I'm saying because there's no sizzle with Devon. I'm not saying they're bad. There's just no sizzle. But not every, to me, couple needs to, and I think that's part of what's wrong with soaps and soap couples. We treat all of the couples the same. There's got to be a dominant. There's got to be one. There's got to be one that's doing this. There's got to be the one that's doing that. I think when it when it warrants them needing to be there, to me, and I don't care if they're unequal. To me, Devon and Abby could just be that couple sitting back there raising Devon, raising um, whatever five names is. Um, for that, I don't need them to be the dynamic lead couple. Um, oh they no, I'm not saying lead, but they, the, I, well, no, me, no, I'm going to They don't have any. To, but, neither one of I'm, I'm just going to say for me, neither one of them have a pulse, and that's my. They can be because you can even have a B couple. For for example, like um, I'll just say we use Lily and Daniel for example. They don't light the world on fire, but for me. They have, but but I think they have. Both of them have a, a gear that I can say, oh, you know what I mean. You don't yeah, like Devon and Lily together. Devon you don't like Lily and when Devon has that ump when you put him into that business setting. Look at what Devon when you had Abby and Devon 
um, when Devon was going against Jill, Lily, and Nate now. So to me, I feel like you have it. It's not It's not like a 100% this is the dominant person. I think you have a, what they call an ebb and a flow to that couple, where when it's in the business, when they're in that business setting, you see Devon as being that person. When you see them when they're with their parents, Devon sort of is that kind of is the one that's taking that lead with that. When you see them by themselves, they're sort of on even keel a little bit, which to me is fine. It's fine because I don't need every single couple to be, you know, that power couple five days a week. Oh, yeah, no, no, and they can't be that for me. I'm just saying even in the C, if I put them as a B or a C couple, even in that, because, like, a, Daniel and Lily to me are a B couple, but at least I find a pulse and something about them. There's a dynamic. I just don't see it. Abby to me and Devon are just boring. Whether I categorize them a B, C, D, they're just, no. Whereas, you know, I don't even know what Lily and Daniel, they're a little something more, but, um, I, you know, they're fine. I don't, but. Uh, so, Tucker, so I'm, I'm, I watched it, but I'm a little confused. Oh, I know what it was. So it was, oh, that's right. It was Ashley's idea. Well, no, wait, who came up with the idea, Ashley or Tucker, to get Phyllis back and distract Jack? That, which one of those, which one of them came up? I know Tucker found the dude, but I can't remember. Was it Tucker's idea or Ashley's idea? I forgot. I don't remember who our idea was. I actually forgot. I think it's Tucker. Yeah, I know they were talking. Okay, 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 thank you. I think you. Yeah. so, too. Uh-huh. So this is interesting because now it's funny. I just had this conversation because TSJ's version has, has not given me the vibe of vibe, excuse me, I can't even talk, vibe of Tucker until right then and there where he's – because up till now, all he's literally Ashley's appendage and lapdog. He literally has served no purpose other than to, to mm-hmm. suck Ashley's – I don't know what. Now – he gets in the fray and says, okay, let me, f-. he finds the dude, the EMT dude where nobody else could, and he's going to pay him off to, to to get Phyllis off so that they can set her, you know, they're going to go through the back door and not come at them from the front and have Phyllis go go keep Jack occupied, which I think is actually a good plan. Um, So... Here comes this nutcase. But you think Jack's gonna? But you think Jack is gonna waver and just be entertained by Phyllis? Well, I don't know. I don't know yet how it's gonna play out. But I think, I think the 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 idea makes sense. Like it's a sound plan if they can figure out how to make it work. Because um, explain to me you know, what is the plan exactly? Can someone remind me what the heck is the plan? Well, all I've got so far is that Phyllis is going to, I guess insert herself into Jack's life again. I don't know how yet. Um, as opposed They want to get rid of Diane uh, by all means necessary. Right. Okay. So are we talking about this storyline with the Abbott meeting? Because I just want to know because I want to discuss it. Or I just don't know what part Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, yeah. We're going to just take tackle. Because I didn't have any other topics cause on why and Because this okay. is all kind of. So yeah, let's do the Abbott meeting that they um, and took Ashley out of. Okay. All right, right I, because I'll I think that because they said she's gonna because so they figure this is a, a better way a more subtle way of going about it. So um, you know what, Carrie? Let me get your thoughts on it because you probably forgot it. Do you think it was wrong for Jack to secretly try to out 
Ashley from the voting. Is it voting stocks or something he tried to do? Or then right. she said, no, John yeah. Abbott wouldn't have wanted that. Do you think that was wrong for Jack to do that? Yes, and I also think it's wrong for him to be making decisions without consulting his, uh, what is it, his Billy, whatever Billy is in the company. Absolutely. Yeah, because, yeah. because, because mm-hmm. all he's doing, because first of all, you're supposed you should consult these people, one, just on a business level, but also it's not smart. Because he's it, the more he does this, it's going to create doubt, and he's going to prove Ashley right with his decision-making. Okay. So. I, I'm going to say, I think I was definitely in, like, the like I'm talking about minority bold. I think I was like in the zero, the negative one percent minority here. I actually understood what Jack was saying because he said this isn't the first time she did this. Like I and then he and he's saying I know what John Abbott did, and I was saying this when I watched this. Rest in peace, John Abbott. We all love you, but she's unhinged right now. She is gonna if we let her keep it, she is gonna take this company from under earth. And then Tucker's going to have control over this. Because she did it before the with same. the patents, right? Isn't that what he said? And, that, and, that, that, yeah, and, that, and, see, and I think he's thinking logically. And, and I know people are saying Jack is losing his mind. I think he is literally oh, thinking realistic that, that this doesn't, like, look at what she's doing. We are really allowing this to happen because she's our family member. So when this company gets taken away from us, like, this, come on now. This is the same guy who had... Him, uh, John Abbott was pissed off for years with the whole Jack and Victor thing that happened. Like, th- th- he's seen so much happen that at this point, you can't trust your family member right now. I'm sorry, John Abbott is not here. It's just like the rules we made 100 years ago should it still last now. Yes, she should always have, um, do I do agree that she should always have some type of thing? Can it be a temporary thing where we could bring her back in the fold? Just you would tuck her, you left our company, you didn't even give us a day warning. You're just doing all this foolishness, and it's like we—it's just because they just support her because she's Ashley and she's a sister. But I'm at the point of saying, man, I, I don't really want to say this. I know she's our sister, but we the blood advocate. I mean, I'm not mm. trying to sound rude. It's just—it's just the stuff that she's doing and that the stuff that right. she's done before when she's acting yep. in imports. That—that's the problem. So I understand when although I said I know this don't sound right and I know what Jack is doing is wrong, he's going by. I don't think it's literally anything about Diane here. I literally think it's he see how unhinged she's acting. Her hatred for Diane is clouding everything to the point. Even Tucker is fed up. Although Tucker's agreeing with his plan to take Diane out, I think deep down he's starting to see, man, this lady doesn't love me at all. Then he said, wow, this is really just all about the business. Yep. You can see that it's actually... It's actually really hurting the guy. I said, man, we need to get him and uh, we need to get him and he needs some Kim care, some honorable mention because it looked like this dude yep. was about to cry or something. Like, he's just broken. Like, this lady don't love me at all. And I think, uh, as I'm starting to think the quote that Diane said was true that, oh, you could do everything you want, but he, you probably hate Tucker more than you hate me. It could be the thing because I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm trying to read her face impressions. I'm really curious if it's written in a script how she's supposed to feel. Because even when Tucker leaves, I'm just looking at Ashley's face to try to get something to say. Do you? Feel? I, I don't know because to me, I've always said it. it doesn't make sense for her to hate Diane and to not hate Tucker. Tucker is the man who cheated on you with the two. How does that make any sense? Because in her hatred, you found out that. Phyllis was lying, and you hate Diane even more right now. How does that make sense? So you know who I ship. You know who I actually ship Tucker with if he leaves when he when him and Ashley are not together. And this is gonna sound crazy, 
but I kind of ship him with Silas. I think them two would burn their scorched the earth together. Well, I don't ship. I don't, at this point, I don't ship Ashley and Tucker at all. Because it probably let some writing change. To me, they just act like little kids. I, I don't really ship that at all, and I don't really trust Ashley feelings much at all at this point. So I don't really know. But I also I, have another point of view to that. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe Ashley's doing all of this and she got Tucker's number and she knows Tucker's using her. It could be she's running game on him too. Actually, oh, I don't feel like that could be the, that could I, that's, I would say that that could be a twist too that probably she's secretly gonna help Jabot. But see, that's what I would say it could be that she's secretly making it seem like she hates Diane this much so she could help Jabot because she knows what Tucker's gonna do. But even in saying that. Jack does not know that. That's why I'm saying I'm Team Jack based on what he's seeing. I'm trying to protect our company right now. I'm sorry. That that's where I get what he's saying, especially since he's had the history of doing it. That's what I'm gonna say. I'll, I'll say this: Tuck is doing. If that's the case, which that's a good. I like that twist. Then Tuck is a real good actor because I I he looks so in. He looks all puppy dog when she doesn't say I love you. He looks all sad and pathetic. Right. So, um, yeah, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, wait a minute. And on... also, I, I do want to add something real quick. Can I say I love the Jack and Nikki scenes? Those were probably some of my favorite scenes yeah. of the week because Nikki is the one who probably should hate Diane the most. But she mm-hmm. was able, she put, she made Phyllis and Ashley look like some idiots. She put her oh, issues yeah. aside and said, you know what? I love how I had, this is how I haven't seen you look this happy in years. Regardless of how Diane may turn out to be, she's like, hey, I'm never going to like Diane after what she put me through, but, hey, I could put my issues aside. I could not slam her while we are talking. So I actually really like the Nikki scene, and I like that. Unlike Ashley and Phyllis, this whole Diane thing hasn't made her an unhinged person. She's still living her best life. That's mm-hmm. what she, she's happy right. with Nikki. You know, I've always, liked, I've always liked with everything, Jack and Nikki still remain a good friendship. And, and yeah, I think she it's doesn't so probably put, she doesn't look in the mirror, put the earrings on, and say that damn Diane, put my shoes on, <laughs> Diane, put my belt on, Diane. She's making love to Victor, Diane. <laughs> 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 they can't even breathe. Yeah, I mean, my God. <laughs> so I guess you know, probably because Nikki fashion looking good, she ain't feeling. You know, probably you know, I don't know what's going on, but Phyllis and Ashley, they need some help, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> Fast, hashtag Fashley needs to go get some business. Because I'm telling you, I was um, worried when Diane had. I'm telling you, I was worried when Diane had her nails paint. I said, I bet Phyllis is jealous of that too. I mean, everything. Oh, I love that she yeah. stole my color red. Right. <laughs> oh. So, um, I, you know, I, <laughs> I. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Kim. No, no. Go ahead, Kim. Go ahead, Kim. I, I agree. I mean, this is. I am. So at this point, I'm so tired of Ashley. And it's funny because every single scene they had this week, Tucker did look like a little lost puppy. And I was like, oh, I was like, I don't even, I'm not a Tucker fan or whatever, or a Tucker Ashley fan, but I was like, he did get my, he did get my honorable mention, Tim Cares, mm-hmm. because it was just, I don't know. He just, he, he keeps trying. He keeps trying. He keeps saying, well, you know what, we'll do this, but tell me you love me or tell me you do want to be with me and so he keeps saying it and she's like well you know or, or kind of just oh how about you know, let's, let's pour another glass of champagne you know she, she throws them off just, just do this 
And he was like, you know, you kind of tell me, like, what, what if I want more? And she's like, well, what if this is really good as it's going to get? I mean, he's like, oh, it's just, I don't know. It's just he's trying so hard. At, honestly, at this point, it's going to sound horrible, although I'm definitely Team Jack. But at this point, I want him to just give up and say, screw it, whatever. I'll play along with a little game, but I'm definitely going to go out to Jibbo anyway then and leave her out in the cold and just call, double, try to double-cross her. Because at this point, it's just, it, it, it's exhausting. Every time, I, think, I think it was, I'm not, I'm not sure if it played last week, but it was a thing where he was like, gosh, I mean, when is this going to end? He was like, I'm starting to feel like, we might as well just have Diane along with us every time we go out to dinner because you always talk about Diane. It's Diane, Diane, Diane. Like, this is just insane. Mm-hmm. Like, get over it, you know? So I'm just so tired of her. I, I really am just TJ. I, I just need her to just, I mean, something needs, something's got to give. And I do appreciate the fact that Jack, of course, he had his guard up when he saw Nikki because he was like, you know what? I don't know. What do you got for me? We probably aren't implied in that. She was like, well, you know, I'm fine for this. I'm not, I'm just here as a friend. He's like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm just so used to people attacking me. She said, well, well I understand. And she was actually decent. They started talking about Neil and everything. And, you know, he was like, well, that's, you know, you did a good job by, you know, honoring Neil and doing his, his, his and doing things and pieces together like him and filling his shoes. And she said, no, I can do that. And he was like, well, you know, you definitely did this and but it's me and you just, you know, you, you talk to me and this and that and the other. He's like, you managed to not even speak sad about my reality. She said, well, that took a lot of willpower and, and a lot of tongue biting. <laughs> she started laughing. I just said, it held hands. I was just, I, I've always loved their friendship. I wasn't watching when they were together as a couple, but I just really liked their friendship. And I appreciate that. And it's so refreshing that Nikki does not utter the word Diane every other sentence or she, that she speaks. I mm-hmm. love that, too. So I just, she's so concerned. Right, I, I know, right? Exactly. Please, but, uh, <laughs> I'm here for, for whatever happens next, but at this point, I just need Ashley to get taken down to the ground. I, I'm just, I'm tired of her. <laughs> so, one thing, I'm going to go to the Phyllis story next. Is, is Daphne on? Oh, Daphne, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Um, Tia, I'm going to be in the minority with you. I was Team Jack. Even though what Jack was doing was wrong, I understood 100% the reason that he was doing what he's done. I read most of the time there's been an issue with a takeover of Jabot. Ashley has been in the thick of it. The reason that they have that rule now about being a bio, that to be a biological abbot it's because of Ashley. Um, when Jack convinced, convinced, you know, when he was playing played by Terry Lester, he convinced, you know, his father to turn the company to an IPO, and Victor bought in. You know, that's why they made the new rules so Victor couldn't take over. Um, Ashley with the patents, you know, and that's only been a couple of years ago. So I get it. I, I feel bad because I think Jack sees it coming. He sees it, doesn't know how to stop it. He knows how Ashley works. Ashley knows how he works. So it's it's one of those situations where and I think the only way that, that Ashley is going to – you got it's, what is it? Shit's got to hit the fan. And when I say it's, they got to literally lose Jabot for, for Ashley to ever come to her senses. But she still probably would then blame the Diane because Diane. we wouldn't have had to do all of this if it weren't for Diane. It's Diane. Diane made me do it. It's like the devil made me do it. Diane made me do it. Uh, 
Diane's fault. You know, I, I looked at the left and the right. It was Diane's fault because I was thinking about Diane, 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 Diane. I kind of hope Tucker, Tucker does double cross her and she's sitting there and she doesn't see it coming. But then again, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to to, to um to Ashley double crossing um double doing the double cross doing the rope a dope with um with Tucker. I'm still trying to figure out now. Victor's supposed to be the man. He's supposed to got all of this stuff. You mean to tell me Victor's private eyes couldn't find that 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 um EMT, but but Tucker could. Hmm. He's good like that. Okay. Because Victor wasn't really looking because he didn't agree with what Phyllis did. But see, no, you got to go back. He promised He promised Summer. Summer is one of his favorite grandkids. He promised Summer that he would look for the EMT and do all of that. Well, I guess, so, well, I guess I he didn't say, say for how long and how hard. I guess suppose he could have Yeah, but, how, but he said that he would – but see, the thing is, I said, I, I know that Victor – well, we all know that Victor dotes on Summer. So mm-hmm. I don't think he would just, even though he because he made that thing, I'm not supposed to. We can't stay at Phyllis, but I'm going to do it for you. So I would hardly think that Victor would, would half do something for, for, um, for Summer. But I also think Victor has too much going on, so he's probably not focused on it too much. Yeah, he's worried about dying, This too. is Victor Newman. Victor Newman got his fingers and all his <laughs> fingers and ten toes in there by his pot. So I can't say Victor got so much going on and he, he couldn't do this. I, just I think will say this about the Ashley thing. One last thing is I have a funny feeling Abby is going to side with her uncle and not side with Ashley, her mom. I see it coming. I don't think she likes what her mother is doing, and I think she's going to side with Jack. And, and that's and, again and, related to Devon, and that's again related to Devon, because you got to go back when um they had that dinner meeting and they were announcing their quote unquote engagement, um and Devon told told Abby, I don't trust my father, and Abby said, I kinda don't trust my mother now. So I think Devon has got to play into all of that mis- mistrust that Abby's gonna have. Which, if that's the case, I'm gonna love it. Right, and I feel like Abby's going to look at her mother and be like, I don't recognize who you are. You acting up or blah, 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 blah. I have a feeling Abby's not going to side with her mother with the new company. That would be, that would be a refreshing change. Because did you see her face when um, when Summer told her everything? And then she texted her mother and she said, is this true? Um, blah, blah, blah. She looked her face. She had a face on. I'm like, yeah, Abby's going to stick to Devon. And they're going to go against, they're going to stick to Jack's side. Watch. Speaking of, well, Summer, by extension, Kyle thinks that Mariah should leave Marchetti. And I love when Mariah said, you know, we're all not Abbots over here. What, what is, is he insane? He He's doing way too much. This is why when a character does way too much, it makes me forget about the person I was originally mad with, which was Summer. Because Kyle's doing too damn much. I'm like, she, she's like, I'm raising a baby. I got a family. Mm-hmm. I'm not an abbot. I'm like, Kyle, nope. go sit down. That's clearly, Kyle is going down a dark. Clearly, they're trying to make Carl be dark and go down a dark path. And it's, it mm-hmm. is what it is. But there was a way you could have done him have a dark path without sleeping with Andra. Because at this point now, what Summer did is irrelevant cause you, because she lied. I get it. 
you could have been mad at her, you could have kicked her out, whatever, but your first instinct is to go and sleep with another woman? Uh, anybody have anything on that before we get to the meat, the, the Phyllis and uh, her shenanigans? No. Uh, Kim, anything for Kyle? Um, no, I mean, I, I like him and all the things, and it was a really good twist, but, I mean, he, at this point, if, if Summer finds out or whatever, if she does or whatever, I just really, I really need them for her to say, okay, it's done, it's over. Not even forgive her. Like, that's just a completely, extremely unforgivable. Um, he definitely didn't have to go that far, but I love the scenes. They did a great job with them, and it was a good twist, but yeah, it's all messed up now, and the hashtag Skyle will never be the same after this. It'll take a lot for them to get back, to come back from this. So, yeah, it's just it's definitely unforgivable for, for what Kyle was out there. So. Meanwhile, um, uh, Phyllis is beginning to realize that she may have caused her son's, her daughter's marriage <laughs> and her kids' lives and this, that, the other thing. So she's been trying to... Um, Michael's representing her, but then all of a sudden, randomly, Michael uh, Baldwin is not available, so in comes Heather mm. Stevens to represent her, which is odd, and um, so she turned herself in with, with Daniel and Summer, and Heather by her side comes traipsing downstairs in front of Cricket, and uh, I think, oh yeah, Diane saw it too, and that's how Kyle knows, he's like, yeah, Summer's right by him on the side. So, Cricket and, and Phyllis came face-to-face after her, she was not dead. Um, so, here we go. Phyllis is back, and we'll see how long it takes her to get out of this mess with this EMT, if he's going to change his story. And then I'm left the way I was before. Everybody's going to pay more. Her daughter's going to pay more consequences than her. And, and see, we, the audience, and they keep running around lying, bald-faced, bald-faced lying about, uh, uh, what's Ash? Not what's that child's name? Not Ash. What's the dude's name? Uh, what the hell was his name? The one she was with did, did this oh. And uh, what the hell was uh, Stark? Stark. I couldn't think of his oh, name. Oh, oh, he's from uh, okay. They're gonna spin this whole narrative that Stark made her do this, that, the other mm, thing, please. and it's really aggravating when we, the audience, know that was not the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. So, go ahead, Kim. I'll start with you. Um. Are you happy that Phyllis is going to get out of this, or? I'm extremely upset that she's going to get out of this. And the fact that Tucker and Ashley are plotting to make this all go away or whatever somehow to get back at Diane, too, and just getting her out of this situation is just is preposterous. And the fact that Summer can be facing more consequences than her is just ludicrous. And I... I Hate it. I am just a. I am just. I'm livid. I really am. Um. I just. Although I'm not. I'm not a Phyllis fan. Never have been. But this is just extremely. She crossed like fifty thousand lines, and I'm just. I'm over it. And we'll see what happens next. Like I said, I never fast forward through anything. I always watch it all because I'm faithful with all the soaps and stories, even if I don't like it or not. So I'll see it play out. But I am living, and I'm really hoping, although it probably won't happen, that she does pay a lot of consequences for this. But we'll see. I'm living, mm. though. Hold my breath. Uh, Daphne? <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to say this. 
at this point, when I started watching it, I think it was like at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. When I saw Phyllis come down those steps, mm-hmm. and she had that little grin and that smirk on her mm-hmm. face, like, I would have got away with it. See? Look at me, Dino. What you going to do? How about that? Them apples. You know, I wanted somebody to reach over. I wanted to reach through the TV and smack <laughs> the smile off her face. As my yeah. grandma would say, I'm going to kiss out your mouth. Now, mind you, I'm about the actress, the actress Michelle. I'm talking about the character and the storyline that's being presented to me because I feel that this point, Phyllis has not, Phyllis has hit rock bottom. Phil has not learned the lesson yet. She refuses to learn the lesson. It is still Diane, Diane, Diane. Diane is the reason that I did this. Diane is the cause of this. So it's Diane's fault. I had to kill Jeremy Stork for self-defense. Well, yeah, it may have been self-defense, but you sat there and plotted with that man. You plotted with that man to do all of this stuff, and you think that there should not be a consequence for that. You're, you have screwed up your daughter's life, her marriage, her everything, and all you can sit there and say is, I'm going to fix this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's my that's my supergirl. Um, because I think she knows she can't pull a lot of that shenanigans that she pulls with Summer with Daniel. Daniel reads her perfectly, but he's still beside her because that's his mama. I'm sitting here going, you're over here going, Christine, she hates me. Christine, did you, you said at the funeral, did you hear Christine talk all the good, lovely thoughts about you? This reminds me of a quote from Tony from General Hospital. He sat there, the ghost Tony told his son Lucas, when people pass, we tend to forget the bad things that they do, and we think about the good or the unfinished stuff that they could have accomplished. And that's what happened to Phyllis. Now Phyllis is smelling her water. She's sitting up there thinking that she's going to be able to do this, do that. Please, Josh, Josh, please, I'm, I'm giving you props. I'm giving you props, even though you got rid of the breakdown writers and you, you kind of got me going. You, I'm like, okay, I'll give it to you. Please do not let me deal with this because I need for I need for Phyllis to Phyllis has not realized the mess that she has caused, the mess that she has caused a whole lot of people, and I just need for Phyllis to hit bottom. bottom. I need for some I need for someone to to basically okay. yell at her and say this is what you've done. I mean, is the, to me, the only person of all of these women who has a right to be still ticked off with um with Diane, and that's going to be Nikki Newman. And then I'm going to still say, Nikki Newman, if you hadn't have been drinking and clutching the bottle, you might not have been in the predicament that you was in. <laughs> so i got to give you at least 10% of that because you were sitting there with a raging drunk and doing all of that. And you need to be thankful because you, we removed you from serial killer status. Because you look at all these people that Nikki done killed based on the fact that she was drinking and self-defense and all that stuff. Serial killer status. And Daphne, so, no greater point, to your point, no greater point of how people have revisionist history and death is when Daniel Romilani stood up there and said that, that exactly. Danny got his heart from his mother. 
Exactly. Now, I mean, for Daniel, where is Daniel Romilotti now so he can tear her kick rocks and kick deuces and all of this stuff? So, I mean, he had a good, he got his heart. Oh, that's what she well, that's said. What she that's said at the she said Danny got his heart from his mother. Like and I cursed out the whole, I cursed out. I was the only one. <laughs> you don't remember that, Victoria? In the memorial when he was like, oh, you know, you got your oh, heart Oh, yeah, I almost mother. choked when I heard that. Yeah, no yeah, shit. It fucked me. I, that's, I, that's I, a, no, I'll be honest. I'm be honest, and that was the that, and that was the time when I said, "Danny, I'm gonna need this to be the last time I see your character." That was when I was through. I said, "Yeah, I just no, uh, no. absolutely." So, yes. so I just need for I mean, to me, that whole scene, that whole scene, it's a good scene because it makes you feel dislike for Phyllis. Now, for the people who sitting here telling me that they're writing Phyllis out of character, this ain't Phyllis. This is one hundred percent. Phyllis. See, the problem with Phyllis is Phyllis has always been able to do things. She's a, she's a little child that throws the rock, breaks the window, then says, hey, I broke the window because the person behind the window was a killer or something. They did something bad, and then she apologizes and people forgive her. I'm loving the fact that Jack is telling her deuces don't care about you. And I'm still hoping that Jack still tells her deuces don't care about you because look at what you've done to my son. Look at what you've done to your own daughter. You got, you even got Daniel over here, your son, looking for you. So um, that whole scene just ran through me. I will say this, though. I, you are right, Daphne. When Phyllis came walking down the stairs, I said, this bitch got a smug look on her face with a smile. And I'm like, Wow. And I'm just like, she really don't. She only feels terrible because she sees what someone's going through. If it wasn't for that, she wouldn't give two fucks. And I'm saying that then I'm looking, and I'll be honest with you, I've never been a cricket fan, Christine fan. And I'm sitting there with Christine, and I'm looking at Christine. I'm like, Christine, you really think you're going to get Phyllis behind bars? You are kidding me. Look at the smugness. And I'm like, Phyllis should not have been that fucking smug. But you are right. This is all Phyllis's MO. If people think Phyllis is out of character, I don't know. That's Phyllis all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that with this one. When it's coming to this scene here, when she did walk up down them steps, I said, are you serious? And I just love cricket reaction. And it's been a long time since I really liked Christine as a character. But when she goes up with Phyllis... Although she might not win, I'd be a hundred percent by cricket side. Like what a piece. I've of never liked that character, cricket. Never did. Because I would say, regardless of what, regardless, see, Phyllis is such an idiot because cricket actually was defending Phyllis when she thought she died. She was like, I don't think she would do something like this. What about her kids and stuff? You know, I didn't know she's done some bad stuff. Like cricket was actually defending this psychopath. And the fact that you could look there <laughs> smug, and of course she was smug, because all her people, her representation, her lawyer and her kids was walking down with her. And I even love the reaction when you see Cal was like, yeah, and mm-hmm. she's right there with her. I'm like, what can you expect? But it's like, it's just taking him more to deeper end. And it's crazy. Some of the one you hate in every second, and Diane is the main one defending you with Cal. I actually really enjoyed those scenes with Diane and Cal. Yeah, she, she checked like, Kyle. She checked Kyle. And and I like that Diane because people saying oh she, her history is getting pushed back. She's like no look look at what you you descended me you, you you forgave me son look look at what I've done. And she's like please just forgive your wife and just you know be a good. I, I just like the way Diane is acting here. Although 
Mm-hmm. I'm not a you know fan of someone Calma. She's just saying, please just give this thing a chance. And it's like, but I have a question: you. Is Diane doing that? Is she playing? Because some people think Diane is playing a bigger part. No, in she's, she's not, about to drop a hammer. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say no. She Everybody wants what's thinks best for her son. Yeah, and I think even when she breathes, people think she has a plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm at the point. I don't believe she has no plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing is with Kyle, of course she doesn't agree with it. But the thing is, even though Kyle's butt hurt right now, she knows that Summer makes him happy, and they have a family. And and again, and, and another thing that she seems to see more than Kyle is she sees. Although Summer was wrong, she can have the complex complexity that Phyllis is a huge it's the mother part of yep, this. and a manipulator. Yep, and a manipulator mm-hmm. exactly. And that and that's my whole issue with this whole thing. That in terms of Kyle, I feel like he's not giving that enough weight for my liking. In terms of not giving her a free pass mm-hmm. per se, but like you know. And like you said, oh, look, she's right there by her mother. Well, she never said she would. I mean, where's she going to be? Because, you know, and like she said, you were by my side, so. Summer and Kyle will get back together, just not right now. But I will say, I did actually like to see, I will say, I did like the scene with Summer and Kyle when Summer was like, why are you doing this, Kyle? Remember when I said that we weren't meant to be together and you the one who fought me on that? I said, that's mm-hmm. good history when Hunter was in a row. So, yeah, like, it was mm-hmm. many times where they broke yeah, up. Yeah, because she it said was like, he, to, she fo- he followed her to Rome, right? He told, yeah, he followed wherever they were. Yeah, he followed her all the way there. She's like, and she was like, over it. She said, we're not meant to be. Yeah, and that's and even though the other day, but the other day, though, she's telling Chance, she's like, I've loved Kyle from when I was younger. So which well, one is did. it? Well, both. Well, because both can be true because she did love him, but then they had their ups and downs. And then eventually she said it's not meant to be. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I told you. But I believe... But I believe her and Kyle will get back together, just not right now. They're going on a different path. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think, and I think that's my issue because at the end of the day, like the, 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 I, I just, I'm just, it's a general statement. I just can't stand soap couples that just trifle. And again, it, he lied before she forgave me. Yeah, whatever. Okay, Kyle. I can't. Mm-hmm. of all people. That's but, all I have. What, what, anything else you have? I, I don't have anything else to do. Did I think? I think we got everything covered. Um, Woohoo! Good job. Before, before, I don't know what's coming up this week, week, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, mm-hmm. tomorrow we know that the the I hope the continuation of fallout of Brooke barging into somebody's bedroom. Well, um, yeah, it is because you see the promo. She's still in that pajama, and she's still in the bedroom telling her mother. And then on YNR, speaking of Summer and Kyle. Yeah. She, 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 and she has to keep, he's such a pussy that he doesn't even admit it. She had to drag it out of him. He, oh, he's big and bad, banging Audra, but you don't want to talk. See, and this is where, see, this is why he's a trash bag. Because if he really wanted, I know some people had the POV that he was doing it to hurt someone. Well, guess what? She wouldn't have had to ask him 12 times. He would have said, yeah, I'm, I'm screwing her. What are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a and we, mm-hmm. we got Eddie uh, Main G-H- back on GH. Oh, yeah. And I like she slapped the shit out of. She's gonna slap the shit out of Kyle. Mhm. So Eddie, I would slap the shit know. out of Kyle. Then right after that, I'll go right to my lawyer's office, file those divorce papers, and I'll be like, "No, you're not good," because you notice Kyle doesn't want a divorce. He just wants a separation. So what? She's supposed to be stringing you like a like chasing you around? No. And uh, and unlike a Liam situation with Douglas, uh, I do think someone should get visitation with Harrison. 
I think he would give it to her. He wouldn't deny her that. Because let's be honest, scheme? she's been raised. She's been raising him. Mm-hmm. Okay, we go scheme through the last two so we could get out by eleven. And on GH, we have Eddie Main who's back. Who cares about that? And, we, and I'm sure it's gonna be more stuff with the Sasha stuff since Gladys is a piece of trash. With days, I forgot the promo. I believe. What the oh, hell oh, oh, Brady oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, that's what happened. Oh, pull and the trigger, honey. Oh wow. And Abe. And I found, think Sarah so. Sarah shows up pregnant too, right? He does? I didn't know that. Oh, I thought oh, I saw okay. Sarah. Maybe, maybe, I missed, maybe I'm wrong. I thought I saw Sarah, but maybe, no, I got, don't, I don't quote me. Well, I, I think I'm going to be honest. I'll be honest. I think Days looked the best. It might not be the best, but I think Days looked the best in the course. <laughs> Probably why not? So I think why not? Days by the oh, problem. Oh, yeah. I'm looking for some. Yeah, I'm looking forward for some smack enough. Mm-mm. So. We out before 11, guys. That's right. Um, everybody have a good um So I'm sure I will see and hear some of you on Spaces at some point. Uh, the next day, the day after. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.